1: Welcome to Brother Date Star Trek's edition. I'm Matthew. Hi, I'm Judah. Uh, boy, week 81 of the never ending Star Trek project. This project is going to take even longer than the condo renovation upstairs, which just goes on and on and on. If you hear any noise during that, what they're just banging away up there. I don't know what they're up to.
0: Uh, probably put it in a bowling alley, and I'm sure you'll love it when they're done. <laughs> God. If it's laid out like yours, there is a pretty long haul. They'd only have to knock out a couple of things to put a bowling alley in.
1: I, uh, can I at least get a discount or something? I'd love to go up there and and bowl a few (laughs) fucking frames.
0: Yeah, I would think so. I would think you would get a discount.
1: It's insane. They've been doing this for three months.
0: Uh, listen, the house next to where I live, the only reason that it's not, does not have people working on it every single day is the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And prior to that, it was being worked on for a solid 20 months, it's every, just... every day, not just every day, six days a week.
1: Oh, yeah, they've been doing it at least six here. They were in here on Sunday this last yeah. week. So they made it a full seven. Um, Yeah, well, you know, here in Tennessee, the uh, the COVID's a conspiracy theory, so it's. People aren't really being held back by it. Now,
0: is is there a specific winning conspiracy theory? Is it biological Chinese attack? Is it 5G towers? What is it?
1: Uh, I I assume it has something to do with Obama. Probably.
0: Is it birds aren't real? That's my favorite conspiracy (laughs) theory that, like all of them, like uh, Flat Earth and everything else started as a joke, but you don't have to look that hard to find someone who believes it. Yeah,
1: chemtrails and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. This isn't therapy.
0: No, it's not. Sorry. And if we, if we attempt to make, we have notes from Ben this week, so if we attempt to make it therapy, we'll be back up at those five episode run times for sure.
1: Yeah, let's try to, last week, last time we did this with four episodes, we were at two and a half hours. Let's see if we can come in under that. Um, uh, we'll see. All right, you know how it works? The last place last week is the one we handle first this week, which means we watched...
0: Message in a Bottle. so i i only want to talk about this for about five or six minutes <laughs> okay good um but i think that synchronicity 2 is the uh, song it's, I'm going to give it a tie as the song, not by Midnight Oil, that sounds most like it could be a Midnight Oil song.
1: Oh, it, the guitars have that same kind of vacant jangliness. Yeah, uh, as early Midnight Oil. Yeah, that the 70s Midnight Oil songs have for sure. And it's pretty weird. It definitely yeah, takes give, some melodic chances.
0: Give that one a spin for sure. Uh, first, first of all, it's probably... Eh, it's This is so hard because with the police, it's like... Um, 40 60 good songs to songs I never want to hear mm-hmm. never. <laughs> yes there are a lot of bad ones but the but that 40 percent I, I really do like
1: yeah uh synchronicity 2 was always my my jam on rock band the video game that's uh, ah, yeah that was one I always jam too.
0: <clears throat> um, but yeah for sure give that a listen And just see there's Another a lot of moments ugly morning, morning. <laughs> There's a lot of moments in there where I was like Oh yeah it could be that Midnight Oil listened to this song I don't know what the timing is This actually might be post 70s Midnight Oil
1: Yeah I don't, I don't I'm not familiar enough with the police discography To be able to yeah. place it
0: It's oh, on the funny, It's on the fourth <laughs> of their Four album collection Four CD collection It's uh, a... Which is what I have.
1: A really good song, and of course, you could not go with the obvious message in a bottle, so it's a good choice. No. Yeah. Um, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it away. away. A majestic theme plays as Chaco and Bellana get into it about Seven of Nine and her bad attitude. Seven calls Chaco and Janeway to the Astroglide lab, I wrote, to tell them (laughs) she has located a Federation warp signature. Credits. Uh, it turns out she was just fucking with him. What she really detected was a big subspace relay network that reaches far enough to see into the Alpha Quadrant, where she then detected a a Federation warp signature. Uh, they try to send a message, but it's too weak and shitty to get through this uh, relay. So they decide to send the Doctor instead, because he's, he's a strong boy. He's robust. He'll get through.
0: <laughs> yeah, um... There are technobabble reasons
1: I don't know what they were.
0: It's maybe it's the hardest part of the whole episode to handle. That frankly, that
1: they're going to send the doctor through this relay station. They can't.
0: They can't send a fucking radio signal all the way through there. (laughs) But the doctor's entire program they're going to send.
1: Yeah, that's what they. Because it's
0: holographic data, which is more tightly coupled or something. Uh,
1: They needed a reason to put this dude in the other quadrant. And Voyager always finds a reason. Um, He gets to the Federation ship, the USS Prometheus. It's uh, all full of phasered-up crew, and uh, one dying man tells him that Romulans took the damn ship. Um, The Romulans then put the ship in Mega Maid formation (laughs) and destroy a pursuing Federation ship. The Doctor bluffs his way through an encounter with some Romulans, and then he activates the ship's EMH, and oh no it's andy dick yeah the doctor's andy dick great this is a particular <laughs> time is... in the in the world in the 90s when andy dick could just get jobs
0: this is a time when he was on news radio yeah but the news radio dvds with Commentary hadn't come out yet
1: <laughs> So no one was aware of how much he so was hated I, And I assume
0: <laughs> no one in the Voyager's writer, writer's room knew anyone In the news radio writer's room
1: No it's not like when a lot of those writers Went to um Fraser, and then uh, What's the name of the guy who plays Ni- Niles David Hyde Pierce yes. He told the writers when he found out they were from news radio Oh
0: similar palette
1: <laughs> And they went Oh he's just like he is in the show <laughs>
0: Well, that's how they write for people, so I'm sure they didn't have any problem with that. They (laughs) just probably walked around with a notepad watching him for a while (laughs) and then just wrote that.
1: Uh, anyway, yeah, handy dick. Welcome to the 90s. Um, so this doctor sucks and is a coward and I guess is going to be first an impediment to Shmolus' takeover of this ship uh, and then eventually his partner. That's what I'm guessing. Um... Meanwhile, everybody's preparing to send letters home, and even Neelix is brushing up on Earth recipes in case they find a way home, like, mega soon, because of this this transmission, I guess.
0: Yeah, or maybe someone from the Alpha Quadrant is going to want to know if he knows any good chili recipes. <laughs> maybe
1: they'll just reach out to him. How much do you know about Alpha Quadrant? I'll wait. Um. Anyway, hilarious results. Lots of great Neelix stuff here. The EMHs begin their mission there to take back the ship with Andy Dick crawling through the Jeffrey's tubes with sleepy gas and Schmollis heading for the bridge. Uh, he gets caught very obviously trying to access one of the bridge stations in the back, so it's not going well. Back on Voyager, TP asks Harry to make a new EMH because his one morning as doctor <laughs> has ruined his life. Yeah. Then Bellana and Seven get into it again in the, in the astroglide. And while they're fighting, they get a call from um, DC's intellectual property, Bane, telling them he doesn't (laughs) like people playing on his phone. Back in, uh, back on the Prometheus, Shmolus is getting grilled by some Romulans, but Andy Dick gasses everybody. Shmolus tries to stop, or drop the ship out of warp, but uh, he breaks a lot of stuff. Uh, Think Jake and Nog flying that runabout back in season two of DS9. That's what it was like.
0: Hey, wait a minute. I have no memory of that happening.
1: Oh, uh, remember they escape from the Jem'Hadar, and they have to try to fly the runabout home, and eventually that uh, the Venture catches up, right? I guess all blowed up, and Jake yeah. is like flying it from side, like swerving it around from side to side. because he don't know how to fly it.
0: Never mind. Yeah, it's fine. I guess I guess I remember that. Cast, that sounds like it sucked. Cast your mind
1: back to the season two of DS Nine. Um, they detect some Romulan warbirds on their tail, so that's, they're gonna have to worry about that. Meanwhile, Janeway tries to negotiate use of this subspace network, um, and it's not going that well, so Seven shocks the guy unconscious through his panel.
0: Yep. On the other hand. She has, end. uh, she's doing much better than when Data tried to get into the Borg network. <laughs> yes. Like, Data. these guys have got pretty bullshit security, I guess, because she got access to... Their shocking mechanisms? <laughs> to the electroshock part of that panel
1: It's like one of those panels From uh, 21st century San Francisco That's just got everything in it It's got, it's got the phone And uh, <laughs> you can talk to your dentist or whatever
0: Um, From uh, Chris No, is it Chris? What's the name of that
1: fucker? The the guy whose office channel, you went to?
0: Ch- channel 90, you know Oh, yeah, the guy who was in
1: charge of channel 121 or whatever He was yeah. a bigwig Uh... Double meanwhile, Harry realizes he doesn't know how to make an app. His new doctor app straight sucks. Just shouts medical stuff at nobody in particular, like Spock from the TOS pilot. Uh, The Ramos catch up to the Prometheus, and when they can't contact their comrades, begin attacking the ship. Starfleet ships show up too, and they also attack the Prometheus because they assume it is still under Romulan control.
0: Yeah, because it just shot up a Nebula-class ship.
1: Yeah, like 10 minutes ago, it blew one up. They like heard about three it. Three seconds. Uh, the EMH has accidentally put the ship in uh, into that attack mode again, and they blow up all the Romulans. Finally, the Doctor comes back through the Matrix to Voyager and tells them that it was a great success, and he told Starfleet all about uh, their position in the Delta Quadrant and all that business. And uh, for once, the episode ends on a hopeful note. So, what was this episode of Star Trek Voyagers about?
0: Yeah, Ben has it as you can be more than your programming, and your ability to grow and evolve is something innate. Um, and he gives it a five. And we're operating in the sort of the same space. I have you're capable of more than your daily routine if mm. you just stretch out. The, the the cynical way I had written it was everything is easy. No one ever tries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so maybe, but alternately, if I said that the lesson of this episode was better to be lucky than good, there'd be plenty of evidence for that. Yeah. Also like with any, when you said they accidentally initiated the multi-vector attack mode mm. and for obvious reasons you were choosing not to say it.
1: <laughs> yes. Because it's the worst. Uh, everything about it.
0: Andy Dick just set his hand on the panel and it happened. Yeah. Also, earlier, Shmala's pushed two buttons and triggered a warp core breach. Yes. So, what is Starfleet? Anyway, there's not a lot of nuance in this episode or in this take, and uh, it's not really true. There's definitely a lot of stuff in life that you shouldn't just assume you can do. Sure. Like...
1: Like design a new doctor.
0: I get it. He feels like he and Andy Dick have to Retake this ship from Romulans mm-hmm. because otherwise he's just stuck on this ship now
1: and probably he'll eventually get wiped or whatever
0: right but um but most of the time, it's probably better to take sort of a measured approach as to what you're capable of and do some prep work and
1: <laughs> sure I'm not
0: saying I'm not saying don't try stuff that's not in your lane. I'm just saying don't go too broad with this one. I gave it a three,
1: okay, um yeah, I split the difference. I went with Ben's take, but I gave it a four that essentially that it's about. I I guess it is supposed to be you see Andy Dick pop on and he's real shitty and terrible. And you remember, oh, that's what the doctor was like, except the problem is the doctor's still kind of like
0: that. But yeah, he still sucks. (laughs) Like the part where he had a racist sitcom was way late in his arc.
1: It was hard.
0: This is episode 81. That was probably in the 60s somewhere.
1: Could be. Fuck. We never I think we went back to find the name of it and we couldn't figure it out.
0: (laughs) Right. And it's not worth (laughs) looking into uh, that much.
1: No. Um, and yeah, so anyway, maybe they're trying to do uh, something. That's episode
0: there. 63 real life. Oh, okay.
1: Um, yeah, so just a four for me on the take. Um, this was like a just hopping into execution. This was a weird filler episode that I don't know why they did it this way. This is like when they had the Borg in the last frame of that one episode. <laughs> And you were like, what the fuck was the rest of this episode about? Fucking Ponfar? Like, what is happening? And that was like this one. It was a dumb filler episode that ends up having huge stakes for the crew in Mission of Voyager, possibly. Because finally, at least they know. Someone at home knows that they are still out there and can maybe try to help bring them back or whatever. But like, who the fuck asked for a buddy comedy with Schmollis and Andy Dick fighting Romulans?
0: It's not good. Forget who asked it, who asked for it. Who uh, sat in on that pitch mm. and said, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, well, at least for once, two people didn't just show up and know how to control everything, which is nice. There were times where they were looking at the L cars and they were like, what? What is it? Which is what it, you would do in real life.
0: For sure. But I think that's a universal translator problem. Yes. H- how does how does how could the L cars possibly work for anyone?
1: Especially because then in the end of the episode, they keep accidentally touching one button and doing really important stuff, and then you go, maybe it's not right. that hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's really easy to do stuff.
0: Maybe the maybe the computer sort of basically knows what you're trying to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe as part of an automatic alert that fucking multi-vector assault thing comes online, and you just push the button.
0: Um. It's like fucking uh, Clippy pops up and it's like, it looks like you're trying to activate multi-vector assault mode. Yes. Can I help with that? And you're like, <laughs> like Fuck yeah. yeah! Yeah, yeah, Clippy! Blast him, Clippy!
1: Um, I will say it was kind of nice to see it end on a happy note. Most of the time, their dumb attempt to get home or send a message to a Romulan in the future or something. Uh, or the past. Was he in the past, that Romulan?
0: Yeah, he was in the motherfucking past. Yeah. He was like 20 years in the past. Yes. And then who knows when they're going to be able to deliver the messages, so and I And as don't we know. can see,
1: things still aren't great with the Romulans at this point. Um, yeah, most of the time their dumb attempt fails miserably, but this time they actually succeeded in getting their message to Starfleet and the episode ends in a nice way, and I thought it's not so bad. That's kind of nice. They did something right. So I gave them a four.
0: Uh, I... Mm, I liked it a little less. So Ben's a 5 on this. Um Yeah. He's uh he talks about how it's supposed to show Schmollis'
1: character arc. Um
0: Yeah, he says it's he's given it points cuz it's not a snooze. Yeah. Uh so there's a couple of things. The C story about Tom Paris trying to convince Harry Kim to build a new EMH. Mm. That's wasted minutes. Oh,
1: for sure. Uh I don't know why we bothered spending any time with the people on Voyager nothing happened there except the stuff with the uh, Hirogen, which is only going to be important later.
0: Right. I I think if you're going to spend time on Voyager, I want to see the crew getting cautiously optimistic about contact with Earth or like maybe being afraid that this one's going to fall through. Like, give me something with the emotions of the crew and not, Tom Paris never wanted to be a nurse anyway, and he hates his job, and now (laughs) we're going to have Schmollis. Don't worry, he's in this story, too, because he's going to fucking pop up again and just read Grey's Anatomy at you.
1: Yeah, and Harry Kim, the biggest fucking, first of all, why did he think he could do it? And then he makes the worst attempt ever, and then goes, I quit.
0: Well, it's wild, too, because the expert on Schmollis' program is Belana Torres. His girlfriend? He must have been afraid to ask her. <laughs> right. So he called Harry Kim in instead, I guess. Uh, this whole episode treats something monumental as kind of a throwaway. Mm. And uh, it's stunt casting. I think more of the episode should have been about Voyager. I thought the most interesting character moment was when Chakotay said Seven wouldn't leave astrometrics. Like... For some, it's the wrong character to have it, but it seems like she's the only one who's got any excitement about this, yeah. which it doesn't make sense because what does she give a shit about the Alpha Quadrant, right? Um, and all of the slapstick with uh, Andy Dick and uh, and Picardo on the bridge—it's not, not good. Was very dumb and should be hated. <laughs> I gave it a three for execution. I thought this one was mismanaged minutes the, which is the usual story. Yeah. plus stunt casting that I didn't need. I don't I didn't think Andy Dick was good in this really. No.
1: It's not like he like was he, delightfully weird. He was nothing.
0: No, he was just um, an asshole mm-hmm. which sounds like it's typecasting, but he like he couldn't do any of the techno babble.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: It sounded it all sounded completely unnatural coming out of his mouth. It was just not
1: yeah. It was not good. It wasn't good. Um, some other stuff Ben pointed out was... So the EMHs take power away from the life support system. Like, all of oh, it? Yeah. Did they just kill all those Romulans that they knocked out? Yeah, you have to think, maybe they did, because we saw last week, Shmolas had his hand on the fucking firing button. He was going to kill a bunch of sleepy aliens.
0: Uh, Schmals Sh- was for sure like, listen, we have to save this one individual Romulan, because do no harm. Yeah. But by the way... Let's gas them. Let's gas all of them, and then cut power to life support. That never goes wrong in a Russian movie theater, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> um, and then he wonders how much Starfleet resources could be devoted to getting Voyager Voyager back, given that they have uh, a Dominion War going on.
0: He's a four on world building. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentions B'Elanna's weird pregnancy cloak and yep. uh, the Prometheus new badass warship. Super saucer separation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. Like, they did everything they could to, in 30 seconds, be like, it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your fucking life. It would blow up a hundred Enterprises.
0: And you just go, fuck Voyager, Jesus. It's one of these tests or prototypes from a Star Trek writing team where there are no controls and they're testing 80 variables at once. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like, even if it's good, how do you know what was good about it from <laughs> yep. from doing that, right? So you know the usual. Yeah, there's no one. They hate scientists. There's no one with any scientific understanding on the staff except the science consultant, and they let him write an episode last week, and it was the lowest scoring episode <laughs> in the whole project.
1: <laughs> Can't trust him. Uh, yeah.
0: World building, though. Uh, so he was a four, but I'm as much as a five. Yep. There is um. There's little stuff. Uh, Schmollis apparently gave himself a sweet hog for fucking. <laughs> uh, multi-vector attack mode, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, Medical advances appear to have happened, quite a few of them, in the last few years. Yeah, that's weird. They haven't been away that long. doesn't really feel like Voyager's been out of the loop long enough for that to have happened, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the Herogen and this Relay Network, they are set up as if this is going to be an ongoing issue. Yep, so we'll see. We'll see if it pays off. Um the main thing is that this is the first time that Starfleet knows Voyager is out there.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's the moment where they're sort of you know, we're about halfway through the run and this is the moment where they're the first moment where they kind of feel closer to the alpha quadrant than they have been, mm-hmm. cast throwing them 10,000 light years notwithstanding. So, uh for that reason I gave it a 5. I agree. I gave it a 5 as well. Um
1: let's see. So, yeah, the stuff about the Herogen, how come they can't make a copy of the Doctor? Uh,
0: there is no, there's no good explanation, and every time they've tried to explain any part of it, it's been very bad. Yeah, like it's it's as bad as why don't they have energy problems with the holodeck?
1: Yeah, like every time they're gonna send him somewhere, they always talk about the risk of losing his program forever, and I always just think, fucking make a backup right now. Yeah. Make a backup now. I mean, we can even beam humans back to life from old records in the transporter log, but like, we can't restore a holo program?
0: Like, even if his original program was an NES, yes. by now they should be running him on an emulator where you have unlimited save states. I and agree. you can just hit, you know, like, alt F1 to save and shift F1 to load or something.
1: Yep. Um, let's see, the USS Prometheus, where Steve Jobs got his inspiration for all Apple products... See how fucking white and shiny it was on the inside? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Some kind of insane battleship that separates into three parts in a fight and is wildly powerful, lights up a Nebula-class ship like it's nothing, and then later some warbirds. Andy Dick is EMH 2.0. He hasn't been field-tested, and he's an abject coward. Obviously, why wouldn't you program him that way? The Dominion War is going strong at this point, so you know where it kind of fits on the timeline. But I guess um, the Romulans haven't joined up with the good guys yet.
0: Yeah, Voyager is two seasons ahead of DS9, so this is a spoiler alert that the Dominion War is still very much a thing in Season 6.
1: Yes. Um, The common cold has been cured, but people still get heartburn. Although, when <laughs> they do get it, they go And the their d-
0: treatment is just fucking Tums. He's just going to make them some Tums. <laughs>
1: Although when they do get it, they do go to the doctor like they don't know what it is. So maybe they don't get it anymore?
0: Uh, I did have heartburn so bad one time I went to the emergency room.
1: Because <laughs> you thought for sure this is the one.
0: When it's when it's really bad, it can feel like a heart attack. And yeah. then you get there and then they're like, that's ah, not a heart attack. Like they just look at your EKG and they go, nah, your heart's fine. Uh, have you tried not eating at 10 p.m.? <laughs>
1: Have you tried not eating Carl's Jr. at
0: 10 p.m.? (laughs) And then I, you know, then I say... I'll never try it! This is when I buy my Halloween decorations. What am I supposed to not (laughs) buy my Halloween decorations?
1: Uh, stuff with the Neurozine gas. This ship is supposed to go to the Tall Shiar, so I guess they aren't totally destroyed in DS9 Season 3?
0: I guess we'll fucking see, huh? Um... I mean, surely they can't all have been in that fleet.
1: Right, but it looks like they have operations going again. They are back up and running. Um, It seems like you really could send a holo saboteur.
0: I don't know if anyone's thought of it before, but it seems like Starfleet should start making holo commandos.
1: Yeah, because, like, I guess they didn't even detect or didn't send up any red flags or anything when they got that signal. And he just went in there and started dicking shit up. Um... Voyager was declared officially lost 14 months ago, but Starfleet is finally aware of their existence and location. I
0: agree that last point sort of changes. That's the f- actual big point, and it's weird how minor it is in the story.
1: Yeah, it changes at least Voyager's big picture in a certain way. And yeah, again, right at the end of the episode, just like uh, just like when they revealed the Borg after fucking Vorek tried to rape Milana or whatever happened in that piece of shit. Uh, characterization. Um, Ben gave it a four. Uh, he says he thinks it's supposed to show a character arc for Schmollis having moved from Andy Dick status to a badass commando with Harry Kim shoulder rolls. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. He does go through some interrogation stuff in this. and
0: Yeah, but it's, uh, because it's fucking Star Trek writers, it's all ripped off dialogue from other movies, very slightly changed.
2: hmm
1: Yep. Um, anyway, he, yeah, he was a, a four on this. Uh, I was not as kind. I like the Chaco that tells Belana to shut up her stupid face in the first scene.
0: <laughs> uh, even though she's just asking him to do his job?
1: Yes, but I don't like her constantly complaining. So I liked it okay. when he just went, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care that you're not a fan of 709. I don't care about that. I'm going to walk away now. Ah, uh, yeah, Belana hates Seven until Seven assaults a strange new alien. Then she's back in.
0: Well, that's because she's a Klingon and this show is racist.
1: Yeah. Uh, Seven does not respect the traditions of the chain of command, just ordering Chakotay and Janeway and everybody else all around. Uh, Janeway is excitedly writing letters home. I guess she hasn't learned anything.
0: Including what's probably a pretty weird letter to Mark about... <laughs> her weird relationship with Chakotay.
1: Dear Mark, I see your address has changed. Will you send me a picture of my dog? I want proof of life. I just want to, I just want to see her face.
0: <laughs> Could you put today's dispatches in the picture also? <laughs> I will be enhancing.
1: I can tell. We have a way to detect on your file whether it's a hollow dog, so don't try to fool me. Um... Shmolus is both jealous of and lords over Andy Dick Watt in this one. He's um, he's jealous of his uh, fancy new medical tech and, and expertise, but then he loves to brag about getting that good dick work going. Um, Shmolus has taken sh- two shuttle piloting missions, so I, I guess he felt that was important for some reason. TP is a shitty baby, as always. And Harry quits on his build-a-doctor hobby, like, almost right away. Yep. He just he t- has it read a book, and then he goes, I don't know what else you want me to do. I taught it to read. Uh, a two for me.
0: I liked it even one less. I gave it a one. <laughs> I'm not sure if having Schmollis confront another insufferable EMH is fun. mm. And it's also not at all clear whether he learns anything about himself from this look in the mirror. I agree. Right? Doesn't it seem like at the end they're both buddy-buddy and they just talk about how great they are?
1: Yeah. And then... What a
0: great job they did and they're best friends. And it's not like... He's not like, oh, this is how other people see me.
1: (laughs) You (laughs) know what I mean? like he could learn a thing or two. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, Seven seems to be becoming a real problem. And I don't know whether that's going to just evaporate or whether we're in for another bad boy Tom Paris was good all along arc. Ooh, that'd be fun. I'm more nervous than excited to find out.
1: Do you mean because she's shocking aliens and ordering everybody around and everything?
0: Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, she's got a bad attitude. The thing where she doesn't really understand the chain of command, that could just be a piece of character development for. But like, she's now. She has electrocuted a man. Yeah. And Janeway's kinda like, nah, I'm gonna let that one slide. That's always what Janeway's like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what uh, we're out here to meet meet new civilizations and make first contact, and please don't shock them through their fucking panels if you can.
0: Right, yeah. I-, I also don't understand why Tom Paris, who probably spends his eight hours every day watching a ship go in a straight line, is already bored and worried about this stint in Sick Bay.
1: Um there's a lot of unmotivated shittiness from DP. Yeah. He's just kind of a dick all around.
0: I don't understand why Harry Kim, despite saying he can't replicate the EMH, goes go ahead and gives it a half-hearted effort, it, or why he has the free time to do that.
1: It's the saddest effort I've ever seen. You'd think in the future they'd be good at some at some things like this, but he just like goes, all right, there I uploaded all the information for medical stuff. Listen, That's I an app, it, right? right? That's how apps work?
0: I, I thought I would like to make an online cribbage game so that I could play cribbage with people. Mm -hmm. And I got as far as writing the code that shuffled the deck of cards. (laughs) Nice. And then I was like, I'm done with this. (laughs) So that part I kind of understand. Sure.
1: But why did he think he could do it? Exactly. And then give it 14 minutes and then go, nah, that wasn't it.
0: Uh, and Chakotay isn't going to help Bologna even though this has got to be in his fucking job description. Like, on the Enterprise, Riker does all the personnel stuff, and maybe that's because Picard doesn't want to do it.
1: Yeah, we've talked about it. That may just be what Riker is best suited for, because he's not good at things.
0: And also, maybe gives him an excuse to hang out with Troy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they always seem to be doing the reviews together, but uh, I thought this was not a good character outing. I gave it a one.
1: Yep. Yep. We are generally in the same space on this one.
0: I got a few quick hitters. Um, another very easily captured Starfleet ship. Yeah. We don't know what size the... Rom- we know they've got about 27 Romulans on board at this point, including the one that's injured. We don't know what size their initial crew was. We don't know what ship they were on, if it got blown up. Mm-hmm. But they killed every single crewman.
1: Yeah, uh, did they ever say how big the crew was? Because at one point, Shmuelis says that only four people were trained to fly the ship. Yeah, I, thought, I don't know. That's
0: it's dumb. a prototype. It probably has a, it doesn't have geologists and shit on board, you know, but right. like, they don't say. Um. This Romulan must have had great intel. He knew all about this ship. He knew about the multi-vector attack mode, etc. It's almost weird he wasn't prepared for there to be another Starfleet ship nearby.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: That's true. Simulating a microvirus causes all the ship's vents to open. <laughs> The only way that makes sense to me is if someone forgot whether open was true or false when they were programming it.
1: <laughs> That's right. Exactly. They fucked it up. They did a reverse. <laughs> and they just
0: they just flipped it. Yeah. They just accidentally flipped it. And um, Ben mentioned it. I think it's probably safe to turn off life support for a little while with 27 Romulans scattered all throughout the ship. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you know, it takes a long instantly. time to breathe up all that air. Sure. And probably what would happen is it would just start getting warm in there.
1: Warm and stuffy.
0: Yeah, um, but it would be nice if they'd even hand-waved it. Yeah. Instead of just being like, we could we could turn off life support, that's nothing. Yeah, we're, we're, just,
1: we don't need that.
0: Leaving it to me to think about whether that's safe to do for the Romulans that are there.
1: Yeah.
0: And then what ship is the Prometheus? Is it a ship whose shields drop to 20% after one shot from a 15-year-old Romulan cruiser? <laughs> or is it a mega-transformer that can devastate an entire task force? <laughs> yeah
1: that's the fun about prototypes i guess it's
0: both (laughs) i guess it's both huh oh we're not testing new shields just put it whatever you got what did did you just rip one off of the hood when you were refitting it (laughs) yeah just put those excelsior class shields on there that'll be fine
1: some 80 year old shield generators will work just fine uh
0: i gave best actor to the replacement emh uh saying the word paragraph after his uh anatomy thing i thought that was the only funny moment in the whole show okay worst actor to those this romulan commander Boy, he also, sucked, huh? Also, I didn't write this in my quick hitters, but what are the Romulans at this point? This is not... these. It was always a game of chess with them. Yeah. <laughs> the weird the weird tomahawk double-triple-cross that's coming up in another episode this week. Uh-huh. Uh These guys are just banditos now, huh?
1: Yeah, they're just out there fucking pirating around and uh, getting their asses kicked by holograms. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I got some notes about that Romulan captain, too. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, this is the time where you can read your quick headers.
1: Okay, good. Um, Even Seven plays the you better come see this game now. She could have told Janeway or Chaco when she called them that she's located a Federation warp signature. It would not have hurt them in any way. They didn't need to be there in person for that. But she still just calls them.
0: If anything, it would have made them probably come down better and in a better mood. Mm -hmm. Although she, apparently the thing is that she doesn't understand that dynamic, so.
1: Nope, but at least she picked up one Starfleet thing, and that's, you better come see (laughs) this.
0: It's uh, highly illogical. It's not how it's done in the collective, but still. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I could have noticed everyone doing it. I guess this is how humans do it. Uh, I also had worst actor candidate, guy who hoarsely whispers, Romulans! Yeah, that guy was rough. Or Romulan captain who says, I told you to mask our warp trail and shouts the last two words for no reason.
0: (laughs) He does have voice (laughs) modulation disorder.
1: Yes, I know. How dare I say that? I'm a bigot. Um, Pete
0: Sampras has a very mild case. I've heard Pete Sampras talk and he doesn't
1: sound like that. How dare you, Tina Fey?
0: (laughs) You're a bigot, Tina Fey. (laughs) Uh,
1: At one point, Andy Dick calls security and Shmolus calls. Covers Andy Dick's mouth and explains loudly that Romulans have taken over. <laughs> Can't whoever is getting that message hear him saying that stuff? It's
0: a good point. Is it just playing in this at uh, the tactical station?
1: <laughs> Romulans just sitting there going, "Huh, we got some extremely dumb commandos on board." <laughs> um, why does Schmullis make Andy Dick crawl through all the tubes and shit? Is it because the Romulans might detect it if they have him like materialize where he needs to go?
0: Well, he can't materialize with the canisters, probably.
1: Ah, oh, that's a good point.
0: He's got to take the canisters there physically, and I guess Schmallus is guessing there aren't any Romulans in the Jefferies tubes.
1: Yeah, probably not. It's probably a safe guess. Um...
0: What's the worst case scenario? He finds an unexploded chronoton torpedo down there?
1: <laughs> and then it explodes and kind of lightly injures them. Yeah. The thing didn't have much of a warhead on it. And then again, this, the, the, the both of them look at the the fucking tactical station or whatever, and they look at it the way regular people would look at it. What the fuck is all of this?
0: <laughs> it's just ovals with numbers in them. Am
1: I supposed to hit number 73? Why is number 73 next to number 961?
0: How does it work? That's a, this a fucking Sudoku? What is this? <laughs>
1: what am I supposed to do? Do I have to rearrange them? Um... Ben's quick hitter. In the open, Chaka was summoned via PA to astrometrics, astrometrics and he finds out Janeway is too. Since they aren't aware that the other's been summoned, the PA system must work in a somewhat localized manner. It, isn't this going through their communicators or something? Isn't that how it works when people call them?
0: Yeah, or it's fucking playing on the speakers where it knows their communicators are. It's it's another thing that there's no good reason to, uh, to spend time thinking about because it's probably not consistent.
1: Yes, I assume that it's extremely inconsistently applied. They always hit their badge, and then... There's lots of questions about who can hear it and when. Um. Anyway.
0: Except when they don't, when they just respond, and the computer still gets it to them, <laughs> it's right. fine.
1: I guess I mean, the badge is like... It's like hitting the, the little button on a traffic light, hoping that the light will change. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can keep doing it, it's fine. They'll keep putting the buttons there. Uh, I mean, that's it. That's, that's enough Voyager.
0: I agree, because it was like 35 minutes worth, which is... Arguably too much. Yeah. Um, fourth place last week was Deep Space Nine. Ooh. No, sorry. Third place last week was Deep Space Nine. That's right. We got to adjust. Yeah, this week we watched Homefront.
1: Mm, so muddy. Cisco and Discuss the wormhole opening and closing by itself, with no ships coming through or nothing. Uh, Cisco gets a priority one message from Starfleet and goes off to answer it. Meanwhile, Odo complains to Quark about all the cool prank Stax has been doing to him lately. This'll definitely pay off. It's character work, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Odo is called to Ops, where they play a video of the bombing of a conference of some kind on Earth. I guess it's at Antwerp. Uh, they show Odo a cool slow-mo where a vase turns all changelingy right before the explosion. This conference was on Earth, and there were changelings there. Dun-dun-dun credits. Odo makes Dax fickle, fix all her uh, prank work in his quarters, and he explains that he's going with Sisko to Earth to help advise Starfleet on the changeling threat. Meanwhile, Sisko gets a call from his dad, uh, who we've previously been told is dead?
0: Yeah, because there's some very misleading stuff. I forget even which episode it's in. It's pretty Cisco early. Tells, tells someone, when my dad was sick, it was hard for me to accept that there was nothing I could do. <laughs> yeah. Or something, something, <laughs> something, something, something. Really sounds like he's dead. It really they made, kinda, made it clear he they died.
1: Kinda,
0: <laughs> they kind of retconned it in this one to make it seem like he had, he did have some real bad health issues and he's not taking good care of himself yeah. about it.
1: But no, he's fine. He's, uh, he's a fiery old Admiral Cartwright.
0: Good old Brock Peters. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, anyway, Jake's going to Earth with Cisco. Brock
0: Lesnar? Which one is it?
1: It's definitely Brock Lesnar.
0: Okay. For sure. That would be a wild casting. <laughs> so here's my dad. An 18-year-old or however old he would have been, Brock Lesnar.
1: <laughs> Fucking high school wrestling champ Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Jake's going to Earth with Cisco and Odo for uh, reasons, I guess, to see that school that he's always talking about in New Zealand. Uh, then we see O'Brien and Bashir playing dress-up on the holodeck and just feeling, ah, so down about Earth's vulnerable situation.
0: They're actually saying dialogue from the Monty Python banter sketch. It's very bad. <laughs> yep.
1: Then Kira uh, does some business in ops about wishing the it really was the Prophets talking through uh, these wormhole shenanigans. All this stuff happens, and I can't figure out why, because the rest of this episode has nothing to do with these people.
0: Yep. They do weird lip service towards the end, where all of a sudden they remember that the wormhole's been opening and closing. hmm
1: But it has nothing to do with uh, Kiro's crisis of faith, or, like, anything having to do with nope. Bashir and O'Brien. No. Nope. Odo and Sisko show up on Earth and chat with some real paranoid officers, whom I guess Sisko is already familiar with. Admiral Layton and Commander B- Benzine, or whatever. Ben? Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> Then Cisco goes to see his dad. They meet Cadet Nog there at, uh, at his dad's restaurant. Um, this is
0: why O'Brien couldn't go along. Because then he would have said, oh shit, it's Leah Brahms. <laughs> I know you. We all used to jack off to you in the holodeck after <laughs> Wesley told everybody about Jordy.
1: We used to go in there and we'd wait, we'd wait to get caught by Jordy because it was way funnier when we got caught. <laughs> We'd like show up late to work and he'd have to come find us fucking Barkley style (laughs) and he'd walk in and we're just nailing her
0: and he couldn't say anything about it.
1: (laughs) It's one of the reasons I was transferred. Um,
0: That's I thought that's what Riker meant when he said you knew what you did.
1: (laughs) I thought yes it was everyone
0: knew because one time he was in there too and it got out of hand.
1: Uh, anyway, they meet the Cadet Nog there. He whines about not being cool at the Academy and not getting into cool club. I'm sorry,
0: what I'm specifically suggesting is that O'Brien accidentally cummed on Riker.
1: Oh, well, he's just squirted a little bit. Yeah, just friendly fire. Yeah, 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 that's tough. That's why he couldn't look him in the eye. Fucking as soon as he sees him on the Defiant Bridge, he's like, Oh, oh, well, uh, boy, I, um, I guess I gotta go. You know what you did, O'Brien. Yes, yeah, mm mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Nog mentions that he can't get into Red. Oh yeah, hell yeah, fucking grip it and rip it. <laughs> oh hell yeah, juice. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, he mentions a club uh, called Red Squad. It's all the elite cadets. So he can't get into that cool club. Anyway,
0: um. He's a, so fucking. He didn't have any friends on the station except for Jake, but he's so fucking bummed out about it.
1: He ain't even been there that long. It's really weird.
0: He's been there a month, and he's like the upperclassmen hate me.
1: It's like they, I'm surprised they they only know who you are because you're a Ferengi. Like otherwise, and Cisco would...
0: doesn't say, "Yeah, that's tradition."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how we do
0: it on Earth. They used to put stuff in your butt. You're lucky.
1: Yeah, um, I wonder if he got the same prank stuff that Wesley had to deal with. Fucking spoiler alert to the uh, game. M- Isn't that the one where he explains all the pranks?
0: Uh that sounds to right. Ashley he is Judd. back. He is back that week for no other reason. <laughs>
1: Uh, Cisco goes to meet with the Federation president, and he shows him a cool iPad full of ideas to combat changeling infiltrators. And he's a real fucking politician about it, this guy, this president. He's like, I'm not gonna do anything that'll make people mad at me. I'm running for re-election soon, blah, blah, blah. Maybe the changeling got bored and left the nerve center of the Federation and <laughs> went to Risa or something, you don't know. Uh, They do a cool reveal where Odo gloops into the room to show the federation president
0: how vulnerable they all are i love by the way it's not of my quick hitters but i love that he's one of these presidents who didn't want the presidency That's who reluctantly right. accepted the <laughs> and, nomination and of tells everyone every day uh-huh
1: i didn't even want this job everyone just said i should have it because i'm such a good guy um anyway he okays all of cisco's ideas he's kind of a pushover it turns out um and some stuff where they they phaser Odo for a while to see what setting makes him say "ouch." Um, Nog then comes to see Cisco again to ask for his help getting into Red Squad. I guess he needs a recommendation.
0: He, you think he he's already burned his recommendation from Cisco just getting into the academy? Yeah, does it count? Okay, so like
1: in Marjan's field, like you keep getting a recommendation from the same people over and over again because that's that's who you worked for or whatever. But like Does it count if you just keep getting the same recommendation
0: From Cisco over and over again He's just showing up with a letter of recommendation That says he gets two desserts And it's like (laughs) Alright did he really We're not obligated to honor this I don't think this is binding Uh this isn't even a letter of recommendation. It just says you're a very good boy.
1: Yeah, we agree. We really do.
0: We do. We think you're a good boy, Nog. Some of your sexual politics are bullshit, but we you know we're trying to we're trying to be sensitive about it. But still,
1: come back and see us when you're a junior. Uh then Cisco argues with his dad about the old man's health for a while. Like you said, a lot of stuff about how he's not taking care of himself.
0: He's got to go get his vascular regeneration, or it's all fucked.
1: Yeah, but like he's, this restaurant, what's he going to do?
0: Yeah, he's too busy making people eat dessert they don't want.
1: <laughs> Walking around telling everyone, most of the stuff on my menu is bullshit. If you don't order the There's one good one thing one good
0: here, dessert item and everyone eats it.
1: I'm not going to be responsible for all the bad reviews I get.
0: I would be real excited when that speech started and then real bummed out when he said <laughs> bread pudding.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I guess we have to have the bread pudding, but like I'm not excited. Y- y'all don't just have pie? <laughs> the pie will make you shit! Alright, fine. Bread pudding.
0: Uh, hey, that's just French toast you didn't cook. <laughs> it's all gloopy.
1: Odo stops being a seagull and chats with Leighton and Benzine. Benteen? Here I have written Benteen.
0: Uh, I think it is Benteen. Okay. That's that's Broms.
1: Um... Leighton's acting pretty shitty, and Odo's detective senses go off. Sure enough, this Leighton's a changeling. Uh, he also escapes as a birdie. I guess he was just shoving it in their faces or something, like...
0: What do you think would have happened with that handshake if he hadn't been a changeling?
1: Would have got Gloop all over him.
0: It Would have just Glooped up his sleeve? gone
1: oh!
0: Oh, what You're the hell?
1: Nasty. Oh, is that something you just do? <laughs> you just do that to people? You just walk, you think it's cool? You can walk up to someone and gloop all over their arm? That's a real O'Brien thing to do. Oh, don't be that like that na- guy.
0: Like I know I can just put this uniform top in the replicator, but nasty.
1: I learned it from Chief O'Brien. <laughs>
0: um I but I apologize to everybody that I've introduced that piece of lore <laughs> into this podcast. It's a
1: little bit It's a little bit dirty. We don't play in that space. That's not for us. <laughs> We don't say sex stuff here. Um, Not here. Anyway, I get, but what was he doing? Was he just shoving it in Odo's face? Like, haha. here I am. Because he was pretty obvious.
0: Yeah, per Commander, no one assumes that this was intentional, that this was meant to rile it up, that he was deliberately showing off for Odo.
1: They all just go. But
0: per Commander Cisco, he's like, well, you're the only changeling who's ever killed another changeling. He probably just super hates you. <laughs>
1: So, well, and that's so, good
0: enough for Odo. So
1: he, so he gave you a dirty look. Yeah. That's how he shows you. So he's
0: like, you suck at looking like a person.
1: <laughs> you're not very good at that. I bet you're a bad bird, too. <laughs> um. Anyway, the Ghostbusters get together afterward, and Leighton says a lot of borderline racist stuff about Jarish Anyo and whatever his name is. And um, Cisco gets a... I,
0: I really think that's it, but I didn't write it down, so...
1: And um, and Cisco gets a call from Jake saying Grandpa was arrested. I guess he was supposed to do a blood screening because he's a family member of a Starfleet officer. But this restaurant, though, give, what we're do. It's got all his attention. The old man is still refusing to do the screening, and Cisco gets all breathy with him, you know, Ciscoy. Yeah, <laughs> Dad
0: the best it's the well it's the second best kind of cisco it, clock cisco is obviously the best cisco
1: yes because he scrunches up his face all weird and looks crazy uh then grandpa cuts himself which proves to cisco he's not a changeling the blood you know it doesn't do the the goop.
0: yeah but he can't be cool about it he's got to stare at that blood long enough for his dad to know he wasn't 80 to 90 you thought i was, was a changeling. changeling
1: uh the thought of uh the thought of Cisco wondering about his father is supposed to make us real worried, I think, at home. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. And it messes with Grandpa so bad he got a stroke. Yeah. Literally.
0: And by the way, Cisco's not worried about that at all.
1: Nah, in the future, there's strokes or nothing.
0: He, like, he beats himself up about suspecting his dad, but not because he actually caused him to have a stroke.
1: <laughs> I put my dad in the hospital. No. I made my dad unhappy with me, is what he's saying. Uh, Odo tells Cisco the, um, The whole point of this infiltration is less about, like, strategic specifics and more about fear and paranoia. I guess that's what he's caught... he's caught on to that now. Um, Jake and Grandpa are chatting when all the power goes out. Like, everywhere. On Earth.
0: And some orbiting stations?
1: Yes. Orbiting stations, too, somehow. I'm not really sure how that works. Um... The Ghostbusters all agree a changeling must be responsible. They, I started calling them the Ghostbusters early on. Sorry. I agree. Um, they um, they beam into Jaroshenyo's office and convince him to declare a state of emergency based on uh, the sabotage. And uh, And yes, now the wormhole being all weird. They remember that. Once again, without a discussion of more than five minutes or any consultation with anyone outside of the room, Jeregenio I will agrees. reluctantly
0: sign this declaration of martial law that you apparently brought.
1: <laughs> that you brought already for me to put my fucking thumbprint on. He fucking signs it on the spot. And we cut to Jake and Grandpa finding armed Starfleet personnel in the streets of New Orleans. Ooh, this would be a great time to restart that other podcast. You know, the Murder, She Wrote pod. Murder, we pod.
0: Oh, because of the New Orleans yeah, diet. It'd in. be fucking perfect.
1: Yeah. Now's the time. Let's jump on it. Lafayette, Marquette, whatever the guy's name was. You know, the guy who took her around uh, town.
0: Lafayette Duquesne. No, thank you. <laughs> it's just as stupid. Marquette would have been good too. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Hey, what was this one about?
0: Uh, uh Fear brings out the worst in people. Especially if they feel alone Okay Odo says it about Earth, but we know it's about Cisco. Um The real points are going to all be made in the conclusion to this Because yeah. this is a to be continued Yes, 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 sorry, to um, be continued <laughs> But you know, this week we do get Cisco staring out at Paris And thinking his dad's a changeling Just to let us know what this one's about Yeah Like There's, there's a, of course this could also be uh, whatever that dumb quote is about a little bit of liberty for a little bit of security and what you deserve. So, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't trade him. <laughs> don't trade him. Ben. Don't trade him. Um, I don't have anything really wrong with the take. I just, I think that this episode it really only barely hints at it. I, I still gave it a five.
1: Mm. Uh Ben gave it a 4 he said the battles are not all fought on the far off battlefields but also at home. And then he says also something about the effectiveness of terrorism he gave it a 4. Um I lived more in the last part of what you were saying. I wrote it's more important to live in luxury and buy your halloween decorations and get your hair done <laughs> um than upset people by taking measures to stop a looming threat, right? I've, uh,
0: it's covid yeah, I see it
1: There's a lot of stuff in here where is like, but it's nice here And like, it won't be as <laughs> it's nice It's a
0: paradise
1: It's not gonna be nice anymore, it won't be as, it won't and, be nice, but it won't be as d- nice
0: And I don't wanna be the president yes. who's remembered yes. for ruining everyone's good time
1: I, I'm not gonna be the one to show up here and be like, remember when Earth was nice? It's less nice now That's I did it, I did it everyone
0: It's me, Jar Shenyo.
1: And I I don't know if we have gotten...
0: Keep Earth a paradise. (laughs) 2380 or whatever.
1: I don't know if we've gotten there yet or if we will next episode, but since we're definitely going to find out this is a lot of fear-mongering, it's like... (sighs) This was exactly the wrong time for them to show me this episode. That's a
0: good point, (laughs) that if if you really focus on that aspect of it, this is a bad time for it.
1: Every time he was like, what a paradise it is. And I won't ruin it just because we might get blowed up a little bit. I like uh, Anyway,
0: yeah, I give it a one. All right. For an irresponsible take.
1: Um, Just moving to execution here. Uh, oh, please. Ben gave it a four. He says, uh, strong open on an assassination on Earth. Uh, what the fuck are we doing? Talking to Holosweet Bashir and O'Brien yeah seriously uh Cisco's now head of Starfleet security that's a twist
0: uh twist is one word for it it's a <laughs> contrivance yes he's only head of security on earth uh yes he's made head of security on earth yeah yeah presumably it's one of them yellow shirted admirals who's the actual head of security <laughs> that's
1: right one of the ones one of the few that we ever see
0: it's kind of weird that they made up this character of Leighton instead of uh bringing that guy back but he was—he
1: was busy. He was doing his little run on Third Rock from the Sun or whatever. That's a show that was contemporary to this, right?
0: It feels right. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: He also says he bets uh, Daddy Cisco was a, a changeling too. That'd be good. Now we're supposed to—we have a moment with him, but now. Um. Again, interesting timing given our current shithole country going through a pandemic and all the shitholes of the land complaining and marching and protesting about their freedom being trampled on because the government reluctantly took steps to slow the spread of the virus. I'm not sure I ever cared one way or another about this episode, but I have a feeling I'm really not going to like this two-parter is what I have written. Otherwise, uh, we're finally out of filler season. That's good.
0: Yeah, it is true.
1: Because that was a bad run that we had with DS9. (laughs) A bad fucking run of James fucking Bond and Roswell and all kinds of other nonsense.
0: Oh, please always pronounce it Roswell from now on.
1: (laughs) Is that not how it's pronounced?
0: I always say Roswell. Oh, I
1: don't fucking know. Um, uh, So anyway, so we're out of filler season. That's good. It's not that they're totally wrong about weighing public support and sentiment versus taking action. It just really seems like is saying it's nice here and it won't be as nice, and I don't want it to be less nice. <laughs>
0: it kind of does. At least he's not worried about being reelected.
1: No, but it, I kind of thought maybe there was something to that. Yeah. Because why does he care so much then? Um. Next episode, we'll get to see some more about how uh, bad guys use public fear and panic to take control, but we didn't see that part yet. So,
0: Yeah, there's just some hints. There's like one meeting where Leighton and Benteen are kind of, kind of getting a little treasony. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. again, like I said, some borderline racist stuff coming out of Leighton's mouth about how he's not even from here. Yeah. What well, does he care? He's some kind of alien that's not even identified. I don't even know what kind. <laughs> he's he's some kind of new alien. What is Jaroshenyo? Uh, he's kind of like that's what Admiral Leighton said. Did says. you ever
0: see Zootopia?
1: <laughs> no, I've heard it's good though.
0: It's not bad, he's kind of like I think there's a dude who's like a like a police dude who's like a yak or a, something like that he's this guy's got yak vibes he's a little yakky for sure um
1: I thought it was fine ish I gave it a four
0: it's a four for me too um boy, I forgot if you already said ben's thing uh he also
1: gave it a a four
0: he's a he's a four yeah you did you did his stuff yeah. um. We have a whole section for characterization. Yeah. So I don't want to go into it too deep, but I think uh, Odo's inconsistent characterization and Cisco's inexplicable characterization both really hurt this episode. Yeah. Um, Cisco's dad gives us a character with a non-Starfleet point of view, so that's doing interesting work. But Extremely a lot rare of...
1: too. We almost never see anything that's not Starfleet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is, I think, why I wanted more of it. But my problem with this character is that they do a lot of makeup family stuff. Like they're trying to make it seem like this guy's been in the show all along. Mm-hmm. Like uh it's not like Sheridan's dad.
1: <laughs> he talks about every we,
0: episode. When you see him, you're like, "That's the guy he's always talking about." I can't believe it's Rance Howard. <laughs> it's a fucking Howard. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's that guy's name, right? Rance. Yeah, it's Rance. It's okay. Sure Rance. He was in one of those murders she wrote too. <laughs> he was in the one with um, uh, uh,
1: uh where they hypnotized people
0: yes <clears throat> um uh, it's not like that but they do they want to make it seem like uh even from that first call where it's like i right, Cisco's daddy again instead of being like was he maybe dead <laughs> in season i one? thought he was dead i thought he was dead
1: yeah he's like you know what's gonna happen if we go there dad he's gonna make me work in the restaurant you know the restaurant we always talk about yeah yeah, uh, yeah
0: it's not at all clear to me why the president of the whole federation is making all these earth specific decisions. Yep. Like, is there not an earth government, but I think they didn't want to get mired in the specifics of the earth government. And I'm kind of inclined to just say, all right, that's not great. Like, uh, definitely Babylon five would have talked about it for sure. Yeah.
1: I, maybe they should have just gone to the earth guy then and left federation. Oh, We could have out. left
0: the whole federation yeah. guy out. Right. But like, whatever. Um, <laughs> So I'm inclined to give that a pass really. Um, another bad admiral is real hackneyed. I'm sick of these fucking bad admirals. It's like real life, dude. The only way to get ahead is to be the absolute worst. Yeah. In
1: the Federation, it is definitely true.
0: It does seem to be the case. I think it's because you don't have to be like real career motivated if you don't want to. And so because we see all these 60-year-old ensigns. <laughs> yeah. So probably they're probably the, going to
1: get a promotion any day now.
0: The dudes who make it to admiral want power. That's the only explanation. Yeah. Picard's like, "No, nah, I don't want to be head of the academy." And everyone's like, "Cool. Keep doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're doing good out there."
0: They're not like, "Well, you have two choices: that or retire." Yeah, i
1: you know, you'll always you can always count on your buddy Aaron. I'll be around.
0: Aaron! <laughs> Sorry, I'll never forget that. Um Yeah, just a four for me. And then moving into world building. Yeah. There is actually some interesting stuff that doesn't matter. Okay. Like um, the great monetary collapse on Ferenginar in Quark's lifetime. Yeah, uh, Klingons killed all of their gods, mm. but like only in the thirteen hundreds. It was pretty recent when you think about it.
1: Yeah, I wonder who. Um, I wonder who the figures in their history, who these gods are based on, were. <laughs> if it's straight myth, it's pretty recent.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like, there should have been writing, right? Yeah,
1: there should have had, like, some kind of accounts of who these... The Herc
0: were taking artifacts back then, so...
1: Yeah, those fucking space parents. Um,
0: Earth's power network is so whack that it can all go down at once, even the shit in space. That's (laughs) extremely bad.
1: (laughs) They're getting power over wireless internet.
0: Uh, The suggestion that Dominion may have inherited cloaking devices from Cardassian and Romulan wreckage. Did the Jem'Hadar ships not have cloaking devices? Is it just the Jem'Hadar individually that have them?
1: Yes. Weirdly, it is just the individual warriors who have the cloak suits, and their ships have never had that ability. Okay. They didn't get it worked out.
0: Um, So there's some points here, but not everything that was done was good. I gave it three. Okay.
1: Uh, Ben gave it a four. Um... He points out that they dropped Cisco into a old style fleet uniform with the red on the bottom and the black on the top.
0: Yeah, um, uh, I guess we should point out also that Andy Dick was wearing the uh, movie style uniforms.
1: Oh yes, yeah, and Voyager, which of course they find at least they didn't just have them randomly show up that season wearing right the real uniforms and being like I think they How are, are they're they going to switch
0: out? to them, right? But now at least they've had contact with Starfleet. Did they know there's a new pattern? You know, spoiler alert: they never switch. Oh, good. Even after they there get... There would be no reason to, really.
1: Sure, it would not make any sense to spend any time thinking about that. But except, I did I mean, I would have expected them to just switch and not even talk about it.
0: Except that, like, we know that they're, instead of doing laundry, they just recycle their shit in the replicator anyway. So at some point, Janway could just be like, you know what? When you make a new uniform, use the new pattern.
1: Yeah, I bet Shmueless just never told them.
0: Or probably didn't even notice. <laughs> he didn't care. <laughs>
1: uh, anyway, Ben gave it as much as a four. Um... Let's see. Jaroshenyo Fed Prez. What kind of small-ass conference only has 27 guests?
0: Yeah, maybe it was a breakout room?
1: I don't know. They just said uh, tw- there were 27 people at that conference or something. It's like, well, that a tiny one. Um, maybe
0: everyone else was videoed in.
1: Oh, that's... Uh I hope you can do that in the future, because...
0: It would seem like you'd need to be able to, otherwise the travel types have got to be... No,
1: because then, you know what, then they could just... Oh, th- i got to go across around. the whole fucking Alpha Quadrant. Oh, <laughs> You mean from other places, not Earth, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Changeling saboteurs on Earth, the USS Lakota. Uh, people still got restaurants. Because of transporters, you can maybe sleep in New Orleans and commute to San Francisco if you want.
0: Doesn't seem energy efficient, but that's fine. They've got that worked out, I guess.
1: It's a paradise now, um, right? Again, all the stuff about the financial collapse on feranganar Cisco puts on his TNG style uniform. Grandpa Cisco serves tube grubs to Cadet Quark. So that's
0: something. I mean, Cadet for sure. Sorry, Cadet Nog. Nog. Yeah,
1: this happens to be a lot.
0: I could, for me, Nog and Rom. Uh, for- that's probably the. Same syllable length and
1: vowel? For me, Odo and Odod. Ah, well, I always confuse. What are you gonna too. do? Yeah. Um again, is there nobody governing Earth? Why do they have to talk to the Fed prez about this stuff? Isn't he responsible for hundreds of planets? <laughs> uh a three point one on that phaser made Odo upset, so he suggests a three point five for hunting changelings, but I say why not a four or a five? For being real. <laughs> like what's the risk? We're gonna hurt him.
0: Yeah, like, hey, what's the level that's gonna kill him? And then, if you want, we can go below that. Yeah,
1: but let's find that level. It's not.
0: Well, I, I think that the not risk. Even go, hey,
1: is, hey, that. Hurt. I think that
0: the risk is also if you go too high, you're gonna like burn everyone's briefcase and stuff. Because <laughs> don't don't forget, this is shooting everything.
1: This is screen. This is the screening setting.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be like, well, we no changelings have come into this room, but there is a dark area on the carpet where that <laughs> door phaser shoots every time, like. We're gonna have to replace this carpet
1: now. Uh, you're gonna have my poster redone. You're gonna have it like re, re fucking printed and framed because it's all faded now. It looks terrible.
0: You can't hardly even tell it's Scarface.
1: <laughs> uh, Red Squad, the newfangled elite cadet troop. Grandpa Cisco has a cool new idea for how shapeshifters could beat blood tests. Yeah, that's actually pretty nice. He goes, well, I'll tell you what I'd do. If I was a changeling, I'd suck up a whole bunch of blood and I'd let it out on command. And no one in the room goes, oh, fuck. Uh, the whole shit doesn't work. Oh, f- oh, fuck.
0: All right. Well, good news. You don't have to take the blood test anymore. <laughs> bad news. I'm going to shoot you with a phaser
1: <laughs> the bad news, because is-
0: that's the only yes. other thing we've got. It's just phaser tests from now on. <laughs> All right. Everyone submit to your phaser test.
1: Just imagine Cisco hearing that and going. Oh, we blood-tested so many fucking Klingons and oh Cardassians and fucking... Oh, God,
0: Martok!
1: Oh, God, Dukat. Oh, shit. Oh, no! <laughs>
0: it's
1: just, it gets real bad from there. Oh, fuck Dude, me! They all better hope that changelings cannot just hang on to some blood, because, fuck. <laughs> that old man cracked it. Um, no state of emergency has been declared on Earth in a century outside of the Borg threat. Um... Sisko claims the Jemadar are the most brutal and efficient warriors he's ever faced, but he hasn't really faced them not in ship-to-ship combat. No. Except the first meeting when he was captured while on vacation.
0: No, and that guy, and that, instead, of, instead of brutal efficiency, that guy was like, I've
1: been to the Alpha Quadrant. I know, I know all, all about, about the Klingons. Uh, Klingons I've heard of, and I know about all of this. Fucking Cardassians. And, uh, hold on, I got more. I know about Ferengi. Is I've this? heard you
0: guys have a kind of a noodle soup called pho. You guys call it pho, right? It's, it's like a, f. It's a ph, but it sounds like an f. But it's not. It's pho. Oh, <laughs> he's saying pho. Have I been an asshole this whole time?
1: He said, I came back. I was just with the human and he said it was pho. You told me it was pho.
0: I'll never forget this. Years from now, I'll wake up in the middle of the night thinking about this. If it's pronounced pho, why all the puns? <laughs> The puns don't make sense.
1: Uh. Anyway, I wonder what he bases this opinion on, other than trying to sound scary in this meeting. Um. I gave it as much as a five, just for general, general scary universe building stuff.
0: Characterization.
1: Uh yeah. Uh, Morn doesn't get Quark's humor. <laughs> Morn counts, man.
0: Uh, He for sure does. He never says anything, but he counts. Mm -hmm. Um, Odo doesn't respond. Dax would 100% fuck him, and also he counts. That's right.
1: Odo doesn't respond well to cool pranks. He also doesn't believe in luck. Only justice! (laughs) His uh, detective senses act up in this one, so he's still got those. Odo agrees with Cisco that there are times he wishes they'd never found the changelings. Dax loves pranking Odo. What
0: is happening? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> neighbors are playing outside. Okay.
1: Are they just looking at you? Do you have those shades open and everything? You're just kind looking out
0: there. No, they can't see me. Okay. They don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, I uh ga- I gave them my uh my old GameCube. Oh, nice. In hey, a couple of games, yeah, and now they're Twitch streamers. wow as really? a family, yeah, that's
1: creepy. But Twitch streaming GameCube, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's basically they're they're mainly Twitch streaming Double Dash. I think. No, yeah, well,
1: that's a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, <sighs> Cisco's dad runs a restaurant in New Orleans and is not dead. I guess that's a Cisco note. Jake doesn't want to work in Grandpa Cisco's restaurant. Cisco thinks it's hilarious. There's a lot of real good banter in the beginning. Uh, Cisco's worried about his cranky dad. It sounds like um there's no Starfleet in their family history before Ben. He's the first. Um O'Brien and Bashir play Battle of Britain in the holodeck apparently often enough that Quark knows all the lingo. Yep. They're real depressed about Earth though. Uh, Bashir weirdly, frantically tells Odo he doesn't need to look anybody up on Earth for him.
0: Yeah. if I almost want to give it characterization points for something that is coming yeah. in his backstory.
1: Like, are they are they building something? Is that some... It's kind groundwork? of J.
0: Michael Straczynski-esque, for uh, sure. I
1: was like, what the fuck was that? Because o- O'Brien asks Odo to take a look on his parents?
0: He's got heat on it, and it could be that at this point that's all they had, is that we don't know, we haven't written yet why, but for some reason Bashir doesn't want him to look anyone up.
1: Yeah, I think think O'Brien says, look in on my parents when you're on Earth, and Odo's like, what about you, Dr. Bashir? Anybody you want me to look up? And she's like, no, 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 no. i never been to Earth. i never been there, so I wouldn't, why would you, why would you, you're an asshole, and I gotta go. Um... Uh, Quark felt helpless during the Great Financial Collapse on Franginar, we already talked about that. Kira, who I guess is still on the show, is depressed that it probably isn't the Prophets communicating by opening up the wormhole all weird. She knows that they just, like, reach out when they want something, right? Like, they've been pretty—they've been able to predict directly communicate.
0: Yeah, and also, like... They got all them. Like, why doesn't she go touch an orb and say, "Hey, what's up?
1: Are you guys doing this?" It's not them, guys. They,
0: you know, it'll be Dax and Kai Wynn and a bunch of shit. Like, but they'll tell her. because that's how they look like in there. But still, they'll give her something.
1: Nah, she's Kai Wynn said it's not them though. I looked in the orb. It's not them. Um, she also doesn't understand the Chinese Klingons. Mm. Kira doesn't understand the Klingons.
2: Mm.
1: Worf says the sentence. I prefer Klingon beliefs. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have guessed.
0: <laughs> yep, me not, too. Not like we we Uh We saw you two weeks ago. Yep. We know how much you prefer them. It's like,
1: I know. It's a weird thing to have him say. Then Nog says the sentence, They call it the Academy, but what it really is is school. Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah.
0: He says to Jake that he's doing fine, but later we learn that his grades are good enough to get him into Red Squad. So what does he mean? <laughs> is he is he mad like all the other freshmen are fucking? Oh, that's they got, definitely it. They got like, and he can hear them because yeah. the dorm room walls aren't thick and he knows everybody's fucking and he's just like, I'm not even getting a look.
1: Nah, man. He ain't even getting any umoks, He's got nothing. He's like,
0: no, they've heard about Umox here. They won't do it to
1: him. Yeah, he's like five foot nothing, and he's a Ferengi, and it's just not cool there for him.
0: And he p- eats dinner in New Orleans. <laughs> I guess to beam to so New he Orleans can eat to worms. Eat,
1: eat bugs or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are you going to New Orleans to eat worms? It's uh, weird they don't make you eat on campus. <laughs> Aren't you a freshman? <laughs> That's
1: right. You don't have like a meal plan? What's going on? Uh boy, I'm going to give it a four.
0: We're uh, we're a little bit apart on this one. Oh. Uh you I'm give it a two. 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh but Ben's a 5, by the way. Mm. He says uh, Bashir and O'Brien have such shit lives that they have to go to the Hollow Suites all the time. Yeah. Uh at this point O'Brien's wife has disappeared.
1: She ain't on the show no more.
0: Like I don't know why they don't talk about it. I mean, she'll come back. I don't know where she is right now. It must be her mom. I think if you again. watch the background there are wanted posters and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh yeah, family reunion for the Cisco's not once in uh, Red Squad. He says his full
1: name is Benton Lafayette Cisco. That's not it's no, Benjamin. It's Benjamin, Lafayette, bro. Do <laughs> you think Dax was ben, calling him Benton all those years?
0: Ben's got a real blind spot because his name isn't Benjamin. Oh, no, I see. Is it Benton? It's just Ben. No. Uh, <laughs> characterization. I'm a two. Okay. Cisco had half a foot out of Starfleet three years ago. Yeah. And now he's essentially party to a coup.
1: Uh, yeah, kind of.
0: He is the guy who would question whether his old dad was a changeling. This guy who is all about family, whose only good scenes are with his son.
1: Yeah, the yeah, the moment when he looks over to see the blood. Not so great.
0: Uh, Odo is pissed off about the violation of his privacy in Act 1. Yeah. But he's all in on shooting everybody with the phaser. It's the only way. Yeah. So that kind of limited war was the only way. To escape nuclear holocaust <laughs> Right He has no qualms about any of this Sure Um. He's a civilian in charge of security In his job and he is here supporting a military takeover Yeah Like it's just wild It doesn't make any sense Like they brought him because he's the changeling But then when they got him there it's like This should have been Eddington or something
1: Yeah it seems like they made a mistake and put the people in charge Of Earth security who were most likely To have a gross overreaction Kind
0: of. I have a freak out. Nog is hurt because he's not in the cool crowd. Did he not get made fun of on the station? Did all the Bajoran kids in Keiko <laughs> O'Brien's school were nice to him? I guess they must have been. Is that? I mean, that's a great future. Even when he couldn't read. You can see it on uh, on Picard's Enterprise, where all the kids were nice to the Ferengi kid. But the just the shitty Bajoran kids on Deep Space Nine, yeah. they should have been shitty. I mean, we
1: know those kids who had ended up having to go to Draylon or wherever they ended up. <laughs> they didn't like them very much. Yeah, those guys sucked.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, again, I thought that they did. The characterization work in this episode doesn't make any sense. I gave it a two. Okay. All right. Uh, well, quick ones then. Time index 5-911, you say. <laughs>
1: That's right 9-11 Yes
0: they, pre- they predicted it Because it was an inside job That's right Uh, Big yuck To this watered down Monty Python sketch About World War II Flyboys Yeah Uh, It's It's not one of the Funnier Monty Python sketches No Where the guy's constantly like I just can't keep up With this banter uh, And he make, make makes them Repeat it over and over again Makes you and, wonder But if, when they're not even Doing the joke yeah. It's just an homage To this mediocre sketch It's like well how about the one where the is from Outer Space take over, uh, turn everyone into Scotsmen so they can win Wimbledon? That's right. How about let's do that one?
1: Yeah, it makes you wonder if uh, either uh, Colin Meaney or um, Cidic Alfredo, I always call him, whether whether one of them pitched this like joke. Like Monty Python too much? Pitched this yeah. joke and didn't credit it to Monty Python or something. Yeah.
0: Um... I got 10 bucks, says Admiral Layton has an old man's fantasies about Bentine here. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. We know that's
0: how Starfleet admirals roll. Yes.
1: Just an old man's fantasy.
0: Oh, it shattered Marjan's world. Uh, she yeah, was, that was so her... happy
1: that he was being a good mentor and giving a woman that was a her chance. her chili peppers moment. <laughs> that's yeah. right, exactly.
0: The balls on Nog just started going to Cisco's dad's restaurant. Like, I know your son. Yeah. Give me tube grubs.
1: Why don't you go f- dig in the garden and find me some fucking
0: worms? Buy them from the Ferengi's with money you don't have and also, I don't have any money. <laughs> I
1: can't pay you. You have to go do it. Hey, old man, give me some fucking
0: bugs. Call Moogie. She can get you tube grubs right from our cellar. That's right. What? What do you mean it costs money to ship it here? How does the I don't economy I understand work. economics. Yeah. Uh, after Odo popped up in front of the president, I just wanted it to be That Jet Li movie Where he goes to assassinate Chen Shi Huang Or whatever
1: Oh man That's amazing. The man. hero Is hero. that hero that's... I can
0: never remember But that's uh... The movie's so legit I wanna watch that It was a good movie the movie is so fucking legit He
1: has to get yeah. He has to get within 10 paces Because he's perfected A special move That is 100% lethal Within 10 paces Yeah <sighs>
0: Uh, colorful Rashomon, i guess we could call that movie also yes
1: because we were at the point where the guy whatever his name is jung yemo is definitely becoming much more interested in colors <laughs> than in yes. movies yes <laughs> by the time you get to like curse of the golden flower which is still a wild fucking riot he is, uh, he is like, like look how many colors
0: <laughs> everybody loves old well, everyone should love old chow fat yes in Curse of the Golden Flower, He's but yeah, you're absolutely right. Colors,
1: <laughs> it's like, oh man, this guy's gone off the fucking deep end.
0: Anyway, that's what I wanted it to be, but it's not. Benjamin Lafayette Cisco. I gave Best Actor to Quark, Worst Actor to Blood Test Guy, the guy who uh, who wanted to is get... apologetic about arresting Cisco's dad. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: Uh, let's see, Ben. Mm. The old guy really steals the show. Yeah, dude, that old Rock Peters is fucking what a great. Lundo. So great, he's great in the old Star. The Trek guy who movies. steals the
0: Star Trek movies, yeah, he does. <laughs> he's
1: really good, Admiral Cartwright. It's just weird to have him play Admiral Cartwright and then Cisco's dad, because like, you know, the
0: same universe. It's just, like, it's just, just think of it as like when you see some old painting of a guy and you're like, that does look like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know? And I was just like, oh yeah. Sometimes a couple hundred years later, two dudes look the same,
1: or like that one. Or in pic- this case, about
0: eighty years later,
1: that one picture they always show that they say looks like Gary of that. Fucking blue-collar <laughs> guy from nineteen oh three or whatever.
0: Yes. <laughs> Poor Gary. All right. Hell yeah, bro! Grip and rip
1: <laughs> it! Rip um, it! Cartwright. I mean, Grandpa Cisco says he doesn't trust anybody who doesn't eat, and. Just like that, captain in conspiracy immediately gets it wrong and is like, "Oh me? Oh, I uh, I ate earlier in the before times. Know,
0: but it's nothing. Before
1: you got here, I ate just before. Uh, I'm good though. I ate, and you're like <laughs> that made
0: me so mad in conspiracy, and it's not great here either.
1: Oh, no, it's like." I just, don't see
0: you eating. <laughs> I ate ain't, I ain't earlier. <laughs>
1: you sentence right before that is I like, don't trust anybody who doesn't eat. Oh, have you eaten? Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I got it, though. I ate for sure.
0: Because, by the way, we've never met this character. It's absolutely pointless to make us suspect that he might be a changeling. Right? It's 100% meaningless. It's only meaningful to have Cisco suspect he's a changeling.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't And, do, and it.
0: that's only meaningful if he's not. right Right? exactly so like there's only one way this can go so trying to do a fake out which i don't i assume that they're just no one read those two lines together right but if they were trying to do a fake out on us that's pointless
1: yes i assume it was just like what we assume happened with the other one where they didn't even catch it they just didn't catch they'd done an exact fucking stupidity their memory you see is their weakness they can't remember (laughs) i don't what we met I don't uh, remember Oh yeah, we met you. at that conference, huh? Uh, I yeah, I was there. I don't really remember that, but okay.
0: <laughs> I was one hundred percent there and I was one hundred percent not panicked and in my head because I clogged a toilet.
1: <laughs> Which is in itself another version of data using contractions, right after they be uh, lower away. I'm just
0: I'm just saying if I fucked up somebody's toilet at a party, I would not remember anything else about that party.
1: Yeah, you'd only remember the sweaty feeling that you had.
0: It could have been like, that's the party where you met your wife. And I'd be like, no, nah, I maybe, I don't know.
1: <laughs> if you say so. I don't remember anything, and there's no reason. There's no reason I don't remember it.
0: I just don't remember it. How is your toilet? And also, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> um, Cartwright uh, talks a lot about fucking beautiful women. It kind oh, of yeah. sounds like he has a case. He's got a big case of the not of case, the not for case. sure. Yes, thank you. Every other scene, he's like,
0: Oh, unless you're doing it with a beautiful woman. I likes to lick them. Okay, come on, Grandpa. Grandpa
1: please, we're at the table. We got Cadet Nog here. I like the Ferengi women because they're always don't showing their titties. Your,
0: don't demonstrate with your tongue. Grandpa, <laughs> I lick them like we're a in a place.
1: restaurant. <laughs> well, now that we've done that, I'm done. That was I'm finished <laughs> with this one.
0: <laughs> All right, good.
1: Good way to end. All right. <laughs> good because it's more good.
0: Yes. Second place last week was Enterprise. Mm. This week we watched The Augments.
2: Got faith the heart. The got
0: Resolving the Cliffhanger. Oh, good. Archer manages to isolate the room the scientists are in from the pathogen release, mm. but he's trapped in the central core, and all them nasty bugs are going to get to him in less than a minute. Well, dang. He has he has Enterprise, Enterprise blow a hatch with the phaser cannons, like shoot it off, Why? which blows him up into space oh. so that the Enterprise can beam him out.
1: They couldn't beam him until they did that, though, huh?
0: They get him fucking instantaneously, but don't worry, he's still covered in frost and has bad bloodshot eyes.
1: That's what happens when you go to space. you just get frosty? Yeah. When you do a Superman through space.
0: Uh, On the Bird of Prey, Malak tells Soong that Archer's dead, and Soong blows a gasket. Because this is all getting away from him. Yeah. He sends Malak to go repair one of the engines, over the guy's objection that he's not an engineer. But, like, I don't think any of them are engineers, right? Um, These okay. guys, they, they what they definitely don't have is a seamstress. <laughs> All they are is uh,
1: kids who uh, grew up without a dad and, like you said, without, um, without, like, so much as a Ross they could go to and get some ch- cheap deals on yeah.
0: clothes. They could not dress for less. You were 100% right. Thank you. Uh, Enterprise uh, can't follow this ship into Klingon space, at least not unless Trip can rig their warp signature to look Klingon, <clears throat> which he sets off to do. Yeah. So now soon calls everybody together and he tells them, we're going to go hide in the Briar Patch. You remember Star Trek Nemesis.
1: Yeah, don't worry. Enterprise got there first. As always. We're going
0: to go hide in the Briar Patch while well, the embryos mature. But Malik has another plan. He wants to find the Botany Bay and Khan Noonien Singh.
1: Yeah, he's got... Because a,
0: he knows that ship's out there.
1: He's got some great plans in this episode.
0: Soon tells him, that's not real. Don't worry about it. And puts his foot down again. So, um, now enough time has passed that Enterprise can shoot on into Klingon space. Soon calls M- Malik down to his lab and tells him to watch his damn mouth. And, uh, Malik discovers that he is altering the DNA of these embryos yeah. to remove aggression and hostility from their personalities. And he doesn't like that one bit because he doesn't think those characteristics are defects.
1: Yeah, because that's him.
0: Yeah. Well... He, what he didn't say and should have said was, Can you remove the part that makes me intermittently speak with a British accent?
1: (laughs) Please, I wish they had done that.
0: Can you remove my weird Jonathan Reeves speech impediment? (laughs) Which one had that? I don't remember. That was your damn it. It was your era. Uh,
1: Yeah, he, whenever he wants to sound really important, he gets kind of (laughs) British.
0: Ben, write in and tell me which of the Reeves brothers had a British accent. (laughs) Um, so Enterprise catches up with uh, with the Klingon ship, and they start shooting at each other. And for some reason, this time the bird of prey seems outgunned.
1: It doesn't. They say that they are outgunned three to one.
0: Yeah, although maybe okay. just when Enterprise is behind them, when it's on their six, because Malik wants to turn and fight. Yeah, and he's got a whole thing about how this guy is at, you know, wants to run away. That's not his deal. Anyway, Soong's plan is to put this Denobulan pilot that they captured and who I assumed was dead or would never return yeah. into a shuttle. And he releases her into the atmosphere of a gas giant. And he's gambling and he's correct that Archer will let them escape rather than allow this pilot to die. Yeah, So they get away again. Malik tells Soong Starfleet isn't going to stop looking for us. But I've got a crazy plan. Gonna, I stole all those hold, pathogens hold on a and I want
1: Do you remember last scene when I had that cool plan about finding Khan and the augments? Okay, I got a yeah, better new plan. New
0: plan. New I thought about it and you're right. Maybe he doesn't exist. Better plan. New plan. Uh let's release all of these viruses into the atmosphere of a, the nearest Klingon planet and kill everybody. <laughs> then the Klingons are going to declare war on Starfleet. Everyone's going to be too busy to come looking for. They definitely won't want to find and punish us in any way That's for right. this.
1: This giant interstellar space war that we create is going to be the, our ticket out of here.
0: Uh, Soong says, what? <laughs> and uh, he's not going to do that. So um, eh, there's some character stuff where T-Pole tries to get Trip to open up a little bit because he's been avoiding her. Mm. They talk about feelings for a minute. Trip tells her that it hurt him, but he's proud of her for helping her mom, etc. They don't kiss or touch each other or anything. uh, Because at that point, they find a signal and they head out again. Uh, Malik calls Persis in and he tells her he's going to do a little coup. And everyone else is already behind him. And he says he'll be nice to Tsung, etc. And asks whether she's with him or not. And it's not a good sign that we don't see her answer.
1: No, I mean, she should already know she's on the outs because he talked to everyone else on the ship about this coup before, before he talked to
0: her. <laughs> yeah. So That ain't great. He only talks to her after they fuck. That's the only time.
1: Right. So if you're her, I think you're already kind of like, I'm probably going to get killed pretty soon. Yeah,
0: this is not going well for old Persis. Yeah. So they all march down to Soong's lab. They lock him in his quarters. There's some dumb farce where Archer bluffs a Klingon Battlecruiser by pretending he's got Chancellor Emrek on board. Marek, Emrek? I never know how to pronounce those.
1: It's not good, though. It's not a good scene.
0: Uh, as expected, Persis helps Soon get into an escape pod. Enterprise finds it and brings it in. Uh, soon tells him all about Malik's plan, and Archer doesn't believe him. And they have an argument about nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. And then I guess he does believe him, because he tells Trip and T-Pol to work with him to stop the attack. This is when things go bad for Persis. Malik accuses her of helping Soong escape. She uh, cuts him with a Klingon knife and they fight for a moment and then he stabs her. Yep. Um, another Klingon ship approaches Enterprise in a real waste of everyone's time. <laughs> yep. The same bluff doesn't work, um, but the, don't worry because now there's just going to be a dumb fight and Archer's going to use the grappler to uh, wrench one of the ships in the cells apart.
1: You know, so they can't follow him at warp or whatever. So they can't follow him, etc. cetera.
0: Um, <clears throat> Malik is planning his attack on the planet, but Enterprise is coming. He has them fire the torpedo, even though it's untested. And for some reason, it's much slower than Enterprise's <laughs> torpedoes. It's just
1: way slower, because Enterprise flies in like 20 seconds later.
0: <laughs> yeah, Enterprise jumps on in, shoots them torpedoes. Uh, they blow up the original one. Uh. Now there's a fight. Archer wants to target the bridge. I guess soon might be worried about him killing all his kids, but he gives him another weak spot he can shoot, and uh, they take the ship out. Now we're doing Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan with a burned, battered-up Malik uh, starting an overload in the ship's reactor.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: soon calls him and begs him not to kill everyone. Malik says it's better to die in space, but then also real cryptically says, see you soon. And then, uh, while... Archer is walking Soong back to uh, his quarters and telling him he's going to petition Starfleet on his behalf. Malik drops out of a fucking One of the vent crawl space diehard style. Dumbest moments of a very dumb show. Archer has to blast him. Um, they get back to Soong's jail cell and uh, archer tells him all of the stuff he had done on the walls about improving humanity's dna well that's all being stored securely and maybe someday humanity will know what to do with it hmm. and soon says well i'm done working on humanity now maybe my granddad my grandson will invent data at the end second
1: dumb moment of a very dumb show second of the dumbest moments <laughs> that last five minutes of that episode
0: it gets dumb real Whoa. bad. It gets real bad real quick. It's like the rest of it is very predictable. It's extremely predictable, yeah. and then it's just so dumb at the end. Ugh. What's this one about?
1: Um. Uh, just tacking on to the uh, conversation they had about nature versus nurture and the stuff Malik and Soon talk about as well. People are only what their biologies, or I guess their genes, in this case, allow them to be. Well, damn, Brandon Braga or whoever is running this turd bowl at this point.
0: That's a real dark take, huh? Just
1: saying racism's now. That's the whole point of the episode, is a racism. It's, um... It's a hot take. It's very ugly. In TNG, don't these Augments realize the error of their ways and go off to live peacefully, away from society or something? To break their programming?
0: Yeah, that's what would happen. I mean... Maybe even in Deep Space Nine.
1: The fucking aughts, dude. No, they were all shitty the entire time because of... I guess because of how they were made or whatever. And then, um... They all had to fucking die. So I gave it a one. I didn't enjoy a lot of the takes this week.
0: Ben's a three. He says uh, the take is your kids are going to grow up to be the same kind of asshole you are. That
1: definitely was uh, the feeling last I think week. I'm a
0: very different kind of asshole than my parents. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: yes, that's right.
0: I'm an asshole in different ways. Yeah. I know this because uh, my mom gave me a fedora. So it's like she thinks I'm a very different kind of asshole than I am. She got us she got us both hats that time. She got me a shirt, I'm sure I've done this already. <laughs> it's not that therapy. Says, that says I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. <laughs> As if I would wear Yeah, it's fine.
1: Okay, she got me a shirt that said I let the dogs out.
0: And nah, that's not so bad. What? <laughs> <That> <laughs> I would
1: never bad. wear that shirt.
0: Sorry, mom. Uh it's a one for me too and we're we're really on the same lines because my take is some people are just monsters. Mm-hmm. It's a very anti Star Trek idea, yeah, uh Picard's crew would have known that Malik is the way he is because he was abandoned as a boy, yes, and they'd have strategies for helping him.
1: You'd hope I yeah. feel like
0: even Kirk's crew would have given lip service to it, like with Charlie X, yeah. But here Archer's just telling Soon that Malik is evil in his very nature.
1: It's in his fucking DNA.
0: It's not smart and it's not good, and I gave it one point.
1: Yeah, and then Soon goes back to the drawing board at another point in the episode and he's like, I guess I gotta make them less evil. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah.
0: I'm changing the neurochemicals so they'll be less aggressive. <laughs> uh and then Malik shouts, You're making them cocks. <laughs> you're you're cucking them, father. Fa- father. Father. Uh,
1: execution.
0: The opening shut down the pathogen release scene does no work.
1: No, it's really just to be like, hey, remember when this was happening last week? We didn't have a cool a cool way to do this.
0: Hey, we wanted another couple of minutes with uh, Brimford Wimley. <laughs> and uh, so it gives the bird of prey time to get away. But since they bake in hours to reconfigure the warp drive and have the shuttle trick for the first getaway, that's not useful. Mm -hmm. It's not even as if Archer is changed by that little vacuum trick. He just has uncomfortable contacts in for a couple of scenes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, red eyes and again, a little frosty.
0: Another problem I have with this episode is the augments don't even seem smart.
1: They're crazy dumb. Again, This guy is leading them and his plans are bonkers.
0: Every single step of their side of the plot is 100% predictable. Yeah. And no one sees it coming. Yeah. Like, Persis ends up as a tragic figure you can't even feel sorry for because she's so dumb.
1: Why didn't she get on that shuttle with, on that escape bar with Soong?
0: I don't think anyone even told Soong that Smike died last week. So that was for nothing, too.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's true.
0: Archer doesn't convince him to come around. He does that on his own. Soong is kind of the hero of the whole story and Archer's just a racist. It's real disappointing I gave it a two.
1: Okay, that's fair. Uh, let's see, Ben gave it a four. Uh, what's Hoshi's job now that the thing works? The UT thing.
0: Oh yeah, good question. <laughs> I guess she's still got a program in new dialects and shit. She did that work. Yeah, they're going
1: to have any kind of... She,
0: maybe, maybe though she could just move to an office not on the bridge. I was
1: going to say, they any database administrator I think can handle that at this point. Um Pro- Probably. At the end, uh, he's musing about cybernetics now, and that's supposed to be the big tieback, which is totally unnecessary. Yep, it's not good. Um,
0: I gave it. <laughs> no, it's real stupid.
1: I, I split the difference. I gave it a three. The final Malik scene is just absolutely unnecessary. W- what was the point of doing his whole con sacrifice thing? If he's no, oh, he
0: just killed all of his brothers and sisters. <laughs>
1: if he's just gonna fly out of the rafters and try to win the WWE Hardcore Title. Like, it's what very was bad and that? dumb. When that happened, I just laughed out loud. Like, what am like, I watching?
0: Why didn't he bring a couple other than boys to try to take over Enterprise then? <laughs> it's so dumb.
1: And then that last scene where Soong decides to go into cybernetics. Like, look, it was dumb that we had to meet any of Soong's relatives for any reason. But then to have this guy be like, I'm going to begin the work on data is just so hacky that I could throw up and shit at the same time. <laughs> Like, honestly, I was pretty neutral on this episode until the last five minutes, and then they did
0: such hateable work. It really got dramatically worse at the end. Ugh, yeah, three for me. It's kind of like seeing Sung figure out that he's been wrong and having to deal with those kids and, and stuff like that. That's the sort of redemption part that you want. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the part where this guy is learning that genetic engineering is wrong or that there's no inherent moral superiority in people who are intellectually... Or whatever, right? Yeah. So that part, like, this episode could have been fairly satisfying just to see the turn. Yep. It could have been an average episode. Where the bad guy episode. figures out that he's been the bad guy, etc. Yeah. Could have been average, but it does turn on a dime at the end. <laughs>
1: it's really bad. It's just, again, whatever piece of fucking shit chump is running the show at this point is just...
0: <sighs> Manny Cotto.
1: Thank you. If that, that, That's who it is. He needs to, he needed to eat a hundred dicks. Um, World building. Ben gave it a three. He says apparently Enterprise is three times as strong as a standard Kavort. Um, this is clearly some kind of early Bird of Prey, and it's not a,
0: not a Kavort. It's, it's not even a Burrell. No, let's it's, it's, uh, get it together.
1: It is some kind of Klingon Bird of Prey that is era specific. But uh, yeah, we've definitely been led to believe the Klingons are just uh, way better. But I guess not these two ships. Um, I also had it as a three. <clears throat> Archer Supermans into space and ends up all frosty, so whatever was happening there.
0: And presumably all the moisture in the air that was in that tube condensed on him, right? Like it's fine that he's got frosty. It's just it's weird that it happened so quickly.
1: <laughs> it's immediate. Uh, it'll take up it'll take a year to clean up all the pathogens and shit on C twelve. Clock decal Calbroct, which we've heard of before. It's also the Briar Patch, which we've heard of before. The Botany Bay's existence is considered quasi-mythical at this point.
0: Uh, it's completely forgotten by Kirk's time, but it, w- it does make sense that these guys would know more, that would have been more interested in the history of the eugenics wars than Kirk. Yes.
1: Uh, Trips, sensor tricks to pretend they're a Klingon ship. Um, the specific things that Soong is trying to breed out of the embryos. More torpedo flying at warp stuff that we had questions about, I think, in the TNG pilot. Like, do these torpedoes have warp fields? How do (laughs) they fly around at warp? How's it work? And and the answer I
0: have is from the technical manual, so it's like, well, that doesn't count. It's
1: like, I thought warp was a technology and not a speed. So it's like, it's not just, well, you know, they were going and then they fired it a little faster. That's like, I thought the whole point was you had to go into a warp field and do a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. In
0: the TNG technical manual, the, the, the torpedoes have um uh it, small engines that can sustain a warp field. They can't generate it on their own.
1: Well, uh we've also talked about it before and there's no point. It's not this episode's fault. I just Exactly once again it happened and I, I just don't like it. Um again, soon says they're outgunned three to one. Um Hoshi has programmed the UT with seven Klingon dialects. Uh, there's a D5 battle cruiser in this episode. There are supposedly millions of people on this Klingon colony, so it must be pretty significant. It's not one of those Federation One Scientist colonies. No, it's not a science outpost this, for sure. This is more like a Mars-type colony, it sounds like. Um, Archer's grappler trick on that Klingon ship. Starfleet's torpedoes are faster than Klingon ones? I don't know what to say about that last scene where they fly in and shoot their torpedoes and they blow up that other torpedo. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that's based on. Like, I get that the torpedo, the, the biological warhead component of the torpedo was untested. I don't know why it goes slow. Yeah, why would the torpedo go so slow? Maybe it's dishonorable to evade a torpedo. I don't know. <laughs> they never bother to The Klingons don't really speed. have to worry about it.
1: Yeah. Everyone just braces themselves. Um, dispersive armor on the Klingon bridge, according to Soong anyway. Uh, I'm going to give it a
0: three. We had most of the same points. I only gave it a two. Okay. Briar patch, D5 battle cruisers, warp signature, tomfoolery, seven Klingon dialects, chancellor, M Oh yeah. I thought it was all pretty minor stuff this week.
1: Yeah. I had a lot of notes. I don't know if
0: any of them are crucial. I'm gonna stick by my two. I don't think it earned anything higher, really. This is not a world building episode. No, this is, wraps up the, the story of the augments. Thank because fucking this god, idiot killed them all.
1: Oh, by the way, it doesn't, but thanks.
0: I know, Great. I know, but it, but it should. It should.
1: <laughs> At least these. At least there's no more Malik. Thank god.
0: In terms of characterization, Ben's a two. He says there's very weird energy between Sung and Persis, like she was special to him in an unsavory way. Mm. Uh, it's possible she, uh, she definitely. She learned her relationship with Malik from somewhere.
1: Yeah, I have some theories about them.
0: Um, but maybe, I mean, maybe he says so much time is spent on the augments. There's not really much done on the Enterprise crew this time. Yep, the um, whole and three I, the
1: whole three episode arc <clears throat> that's been true. I think.
0: Yeah, and I agree. Uh, here we have Archer, the unrepentant ethnographer, <laughs> yep. with some kind of death wish. Um, yeah. Sung, who can't believe that his children are irredeemable monsters. Mm-hmm. and The worst part is these two don't even really try to convince each other. No. Everything on the Augment ship is idiotic. Uh, Trip and T-Pol are running a very slow burn on whatever's going to happen with their relationship. Oh, and no one else is in it. It's been
1: going for so long, though. Can we just... If we're not going to do a thing where they get together, can we just, like, not anymore? Are they gonna get together now? or are we gonna like just do this for fifteen more episodes? You know it's
0: like even if what they even if this was gonna be a thing where in some kind of intelligent way they just settled into a deep friendship or something that'd be fine I just have no confidence that next week they're not gonna be rubbing oil on each other mm-hmm. yeah. um, I give it as much as a four because again, there's some redemptive stuff with Soong, and by the third episode he's a character, I guess, yeah. But um, I really, if someone said this was a one or a two, I don't think I'd have a strong argument against it.
1: Yeah, I ended up on a three. Um, So I guess Archer has the technical skill to do all this jury rigging in this first scene where he's trying to save the station. Archer was not a convincing Klingon. He still sounded like he might cry.
0: Yeah, he really did. Like that other Klingon should have said, is everything okay, buddy?
1: You seem like you're having a hard time. Is the chancellor really being a dick to you?
0: I've heard he can be tough.
1: Here's a real ball. He'll be off your
0: here. ship soon enough. Don't worry. You don't about worry
1: it, about it, little buddy.
0: You're gonna get through this.
1: <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> uh, Kabla. I mean
0: it. I mean it, buddy. I know we say that <laughs> yeah. all the time, but I mean it.
1: Yeah, never more than now. God. And then he hangs up and he's to his crew, he's just like, God, did you hear that? Jesus. You ever hear somebody like who hates their job that much?
0: Like got shopping for a rope. <laughs>
1: Also, his uh, grappler trick is probably not going to win him any praise in the Empire. That, oh, that fake surrender business, yeah, that sounds like something they'll hold against him in Starfleet.
0: And they already, yeah, you wouldn't think it'd give him a good impression of them, but they are, I don't know. They gotta, they gotta go through so much in the next seventy years to get to the gold Lemay, <laughs> Fu Manchu mustache guys. We're gonna know. Yes, they may not have too much time to think about this. This
1: is true. Ah, Soong is pissed about Archer dying when he thinks that happened. Whether it's because he liked Archer or he knows Starfleet is going to double their efforts to catch him or whatever. Um, uh, You know, he can't kill fucking galactic heroes and shit. Um, Soong is frustrated that nobody believes him late in this one. Like when he gets taken over to Enterprise and he's trying to tell them what the plan is. But like Bill McNeil, he's widely considered to be an inveterate liar, and rightly so. (laughs) <laughs> you should realize that about himself uh malik sucks he wants to lead but he has no ideas he feels superior as an augment but questions soon making changes to the embryos he just um he doesn't have his shit figured out again the great plan he settles on is to kill everybody on one world and create a massive interstellar war yeah, he doesn't deserve the con treatment he gets at the end, but it doesn't matter because then he he just, again, he just comes <laughs> fucking flying off the top rope. Uh, Tripp's parents live in Mississippi now, so that tracks.
0: <laughs> well, if there's anywhere, that there could be a downgrade. What did he say they were before? Sarasota? Something like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, at least Trip for one minute seemed kind of cool when he said he was proud of her, but then he immediately became kind of petulant again with his, it's for the best, we never would have made it anyway, shit, that <laughs> he starts <Yeah>. doing. <laughs> and again, the T-Pole and Trip stuff, just, I've had enough, I'm ready to move on. Um, you know what matters less than the played out Trip and T-Pole stuff? The Malik Persis stuff. What a waste of time. I don't know what you're
0: talking about. We've had 18 minutes of the two of them, so. (laughs) It's
1: fucking, like, (sighs) every week. But how are
0: we going to see a lady in underwear if we don't do these scenes?
1: I'm still baffled by the note that said nudity last week. TV 14 (laughs) for nudity. This week, Marjan said, what did she, she said on the TNG episode when we watched it, future, future. I almost called it Future Impossible because I know that's not what it's really called. That's how I think about it, yes. too. Future Imperfect. Um, The note popped up that said TV 14 for sex or some sexual situations or something. And I told her, I am 100% certain there is no sex in this episode.
0: Yeah, this episode is very sexless.
1: <laughs> um, I think Netflix just puts random notes up there because they know no one's paying attention.
0: There's, like, a weird, sad moment between old Troy and Riker. <laughs> they look at each where other. Where she's like, "I, I, you know, I left the ship after you got engaged to Minuet or whatever. <laughs> and the, it's like, that. I guess that's pretty sexy. In the, in the
1: parade of bad news she gives him? Yeah. All right, well, then, at least I'll get to meet my wife, right? That's, that sounds pretty good. Oh, well, oh, uh, oh boy. I don't know why we're doing this. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Sorry. I hey, just- you
0: know about shuttles? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You remember that time I crashed and I was totally okay?
0: You think this is going to be good news the next thing that comes after that question?
1: Uh, Persis has kind of a daddy's girl thing going here with Soon. A little bit. They're all supposed to be like his kids, but it's clear she's the favorite and that she likes him more than the others do too. But it's hard to think of all of them as your children when they won't stop fucking each other and murdering each other. So you probably do have to pick a favorite.
0: He's definitely unhappy about the murdering, and I think he has been sensible enough not to ask about any fucking. (laughs) Because
1: he left them there, and they grew up. Like, he
0: doesn't... He gets it. They all went through puberty, but he doesn't want to know.
1: That's right. But, like, if you know that kind of shit's going on, you you probably just pick one and go, this one's my kid, and the other (laughs) ones are just around my kid. My kid's friends. (laughs) That's right, because I, uh... It can't all be my kids if there, if there's penetration. That's that's a rule.
0: <laughs> that is that is the rule. Yeah. <laughs> no two of your children may penetrate.
1: <laughs> you know, some people say I won't be a good parent, but I think I got to figure it out.
0: I think you've got the basics down at, at the very least. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah. So it ended up as a uh, a three for me. I do have some quick ones.
0: Oh, I'd love to hear them.
1: Is Governor Clag? our clags great great granddaddy or whatever
0: one assumes
1: of course he is that's the only way
0: this is it. and this dude he's a whole governor so you know he doesn't wait
1: oh no yeah <laughs> um as always despite all the translator business kapla is translated as kapla
0: sorry yep. sorry sorry shouldn't yep. to talk about it And by the way, if he had said success and then Archer had said success, I think we both would have thought that was cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep, you don't have to do the Klingon bit. Uh, Yet again, you can be sure that this, uh, whoever was directing this thing had an ice cube jockey to ping purses out (laughs) before her bed 100%. Unbelievable. Unless she went to the same person T-Pole went to, there's no way she should be that pinged out. (laughs) Fucking Enterprise, dude.
0: Alright, so this is your heroic fight and death scene, so (laughs) let's just rub them up.
1: You know, just like last time, same treatment. Unbelievable. Uh, No quick hitters from Ben, what about you?
0: Just a few. The um, bloodshot eyes from the vacuum exposure is actually a much better effect than most Star Trek injuries. Uh, Yeah. Like it both looks real and it's gruesome.
1: He looked pretty fucked up. He looked like he'd been pepper sprayed.
0: I knew this show wouldn't be able to avoid mentioning Khan. Yeah. I have made peace with that. Yeah. But why did they have to drag the Briar Patch into this? (laughs)
1: Because of why M F. Murray Abraham, the real F. Murray Abraham. M
0: M furry Abraham? Not M. M Furry. M. Furry's the one in this show. (laughs) Oh, that's Murray's real real deal. Yeah. Uh, just why remind us that those movies existed. No,
1: they're not good. That one in particular is the second worst.
0: If that's how Klingon ships escape pods work, uh, it seems like they could probably only launch one at a time. Doesn't seem like a good design. You'd hate to be the guy fifth in line <laughs> I know. For, for taxiing out to that escape pod.
1: It had a nice little joystick setup, though.
0: Archer's a full-on phrenologist here, tells Soong that he had a chance to observe the ridges on Malik's head, and he knows that he has a big capacity for evil. And I hate everything about the end of this episode. I gave Best Actor to Brilford Wimley and Worst Actor to the hacker from last week who's on torpedo duty this week.
1: Yeah, yes. Hard to disagree. All right, we got one more, right?
0: Yeah, the winner last week was TNG. This week we watched Future Imperfect.
1: Ben's pick of the week.
0: Hi, this is Town, your remote Star Trek edition correspondent with my
1: pick of the week. Pick of the week.
0: Even playing those two clips back to back, it's still shorter than any worst episode clip that I've ever made.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, the TNG clip is very short.
0: Yeah. That's all you need. Enterprise is conducting a security survey of the Onias sector near the neutral zone hmm. and it's Riker's birthday. Oh,
1: this is good stuff already.
0: Crusher, Troy, and a bunch of people we've never seen before are celebrating, but before data and Picard can get down to the party fashionably late, hmm. the enterprise is scanned by the third planet in the system and the party's off. Cause it's away team time. Oh boy. Riker, Worf, and Geordi beam in to, uh, Pretty bad matte painting.
1: <laughs> it's not good.
0: They get overcome by gases almost immediately, and try to beam out, but then they collapse in a haze. And Riker wakes up in sickbay, where Doctor Crusher and Nurse Ogawa are standing over him, wearing slightly different uniforms, calling him Captain and asking what he can remember.
1: Oh boy! he clears it up though, because he has to. He says his whole name and rank at the doctor. Yeah. As if to remind her. I'm
0: Commander (laughs) William T. Riker.
1: (laughs) Like you thought that was going to do it. (laughs) Like she was going to go, oh, yeah, no, you're right. All the other stuff I said was nonsense. Oh,
0: sorry. I sarcastically call you captain sometimes because of the number of commands you've (laughs) (laughs) done.
1: It's just, it's wild. Anyway.
0: Uh, She tells him, Crusher tells him, Alpha Onias III was 16 years ago. He was infected with Alterian encephalitis. It was dormant for years. But 10 days ago, it activated and he went into a coma. Dang. She shows him a brain scan that he doesn't even want to understand. He's in
1: full Frakes as Riker mode now. Like, now that we're in season four, they don't even pretend. They showed him a graphic. She said, like, three kind of scientific words. And he went,
0: "Doctor." to her. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: it pained him to hear it.
0: So she dumbs it down for him. It causes memory <clears throat> loss back to the original infection. Oh, yeah. Maybe it'll return if he just goes and looks at all his cool shit, but also maybe not.
1: Also, let's not prepare him in any way.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> for she tells. Ta- well, she's. Turns out this is gonna be part of her plan, yes. but we'll get to it. She tells him he's been captain for the last nine years. Mm-hmm. There's a minor turbo lift glitch. They go to the bridge. Jordy's there. He's got real eyes. Got them cloned implants. Mm-hmm. Wharf is hunched over ops like a monster.
1: <laughs> I hated it so much.
0: And Data has a red shirt.
1: Hated that too
0: uh warbird uncloaks and riker calls for red alert but it's just the dc's oh dummy you idiot yeah
1: why doesn't he know better maybe someone should have told him anything
0: yep the ship hails and uh who's on it admiral picard and deanna troy are you sure it wasn't lenine uh well it's very like lenine from uh fall of eagles or whatever Uh because he's got that little goat yeah and he's you know whatever They go to the transport room to welcome Picard, and he's sympathetic about the memory loss, and he gives Riker the whole political backstory. Riker saved an ailing Romulan battlecruiser three years ago, and the two powers started talking, and Riker's been key to this, and he's going to be finishing up these negotiations. a real Sarek. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. Uh, But unlike Sarek, Riker tells him he's not fit for the job, and Picard says, no, you're good. And then Troy takes him to his quarters without warning him about his son because she thinks it'll be funny or yeah, it'll shock him into remembering or some asshole lie that she tells him.
1: Don't worry, she blames it on Dr. Crusher when he doesn't like it. <laughs> when he's not responding <laughs> Riker, well, she goes, uh, uh, Dr. Crusher thought it would it would help jog your memory.
0: Real parallel to the child as Riker wants to know who the mother is.
1: Uh-huh. That's what Mar- Marjan um, made that joke
0: too. <laughs> yep, but it turns Who's out she the died. the mother? she died in a shuttle accident. Also her name was Min, but sit on that for a minute. Yep. Um So, Jesus, I lost my place. Okay. Troy tells Riker spend time with it to spend time with his son, Jean-Luc, and then fucks off. Yep. He uh, shares a mouthpiece with his son <laughs> on the trombone. And then goes to ask the computer about his own service record. And again, the computer is hella bogged down with shitty solitaire downloads and stuff. Yeah. I like how many different free solitaires do you need? Somebody
1: was trying to download a PS2 emulator. And, you know, the thing happens that happens when you do that. Yeah. You get lots uh, of he gets,
0: anyway, it doesn't matter. He gets called back to the transporter room. And he's very surprised to see that the Romulan ambassador is Tomalak.
1: Yeah, but I was very pleased to see it. Yeah.
0: And also, he doesn't think it's cool that the negotiations are set to take place at the top secret outpost 23 key to the defense of the neutral zone. (laughs) Yep. Picard tells him that's fake news. And then he gets called to sick bay because little Jean-Luc got hurt playing Parisi squares. Oh, boy. Crusher tells him not to yell at the kid about playing dangerous games. Which made me mad, and I'll talk about it. <laughs> Is it because of the Jono stuff? Maybe because of all the Jono stuff, Crusher, you racist. <laughs> uh, so, Riker gives a touching dad speech and takes his kid home, and then asks about Min, and then tries to get some information about her from the computer. As usual, it's slow, and as usual, Jean-Luc knows how to fix it. Yeah. They see a home video, and here comes the weird music, because it's Minuet from 11001001. Oh, shit. Uh, at this point, Jordy calls him to the bridge with a fake warp engine problem yeah. and he yells at Geordi about the computer and then he yells at Worf about his scar and then he yells at Data about his slow, dumb brain and his contractions. Yep. And then finally, he tells Picard to shut up and then Tomalak steps in front of a green screen <laughs> and ends the holodeck program. Yes. By the
1: way, we'll talk about it a lot, but given the alien makeup and the bad matte paintings and the terrible graphics and green screens, why were they up? Uh, what happened to the budget? Where are the
0: budget? This goes. is one of, visually one of the worst episodes. It's sure. so bad. Um, he explains to Tomaloc that Minuet was just a holodeck program he was very, very in love with. <laughs> and broke then his he heart gets hauled off And he'll off never to jail. love again. 100%. Yeah. His son, Jean-Luc, is waiting for him there, but he doesn't know him because he was just an image in the program. And this kid says his name is Ethan and that the Romulans captured him and his parents from Meridian 6 on the edge of the neutral zone. Also, he's got a secret hiding place somewhere in the base. Tomaloc, who walked away for a minute, maybe to take a shit, <laughs> yeah. comes back. It was just gas. And, it was just gas. And it's <laughs> just gas. And Wrecker overpowers him and they break out. Uh-huh. They slip through a vent and now they're in Ethan's cave and it's a pretty good hideout. He's even got a map, but this dumb shit kid says Ambassador Tomalock and Riker isn't having it. No. Uh he's got the kid on the ropes about why he called him ambassador, and then Tomalock shows up, and Riker now says loudly that he's not playing anymore. <laughs> yeah. And everything disappears, and it's just Riker and Ethan in a cave, and it's not the cool cave, it's a different cave. Yeah. <clears throat> on Enterprise for the first time since the beginning. We su- they suddenly see Riker's signal reappear and they make contact. And Riker tells him to stand by and he gets the kid's story one more time. And here's the deal. This kid has been living here with scanners that read his mind and a holodeck that gives him what he wants. Yeah. He's like the last survivor of a dead world or something. He just wanted someone real to talk to. Riker offers to take the kid with him and he turns into a creepy alien and says his name is Barash. And Riker says he's not learning another name and they beam up. <laughs> End of episode.
1: It's one of our favorite lines to quote.
0: <laughs> My what name is, ep-
1: is Barrage. To you'll me, always
0: be Jean Luc to me.
1: You'll always be Jean Luc. I don't. But you I do, t- he- maybe you didn't hear. He must not have you heard at, me. You
0: asked me my real name about five times already. It's Barash. My name is
1: Barash. It's, start, it's B-A. Th- this was
0: supposed to be a touching moment where I'm I'm finally showing you my real self and it's the end of all the games and my actual name is Barash and now I kind of would like you to reciprocate.
1: Absolutely, Jean-Luc it by is. By calling me. Damn it. You'll always be jean You're my jean You're my little Jean-Luc.
0: Yes, you know but, what? I'll stay in the cave. But
1: you know what? i I actually really like it here. I'll, I'll wait for the next... The next beef wit to come along. <laughs> um, okay, what we got? Here's what I got. Money can't buy you happiness, but in this case, money's a magic bedroom, and happiness is a nice dad. <laughs> it's not a hot take. Okay, I gave it a four.
0: Um, <laughs> ben and I are in the same. The same uh, space here. His take, which he gives a uh, five, is better to live in the truth than to live in an attractive lie. He points out that's kind of the opposite of the shitty ending of The Cage.
1: Mm. Yeah, but also, uh, it wasn't that attractive a lie. Again, he gets a kind of a parade of bad news. And he spends the whole episode in a weird, like when Worf doesn't understand the layout of the tactical station. Yes. That moment is what Riker lives in the whole episode. <laughs> if this is supposed to make him want to stay with Jean-Luc this kid's fucking up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, so uh, this is like round four or five of a troubling reality is better than a pleasant illusion. Sure. It's the same thing every time. Sort of universally relevant but not a big problem for most people. Yes. So I'm down the middle on this at a five. Okay. Um, But this is not just about Riker. I just want to point out that the illusion isn't enough for Barash either.
1: Uh, yeah, he got bored of his magic bedroom a long time ago.
0: Yeah. So it's not just like that he didn't do a good enough version with Riker. Like, even he's sick of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, eh, five, whatever. In terms of execution. Okay. Uh, TNG is continuing to really play with continuity in this one. Yeah. We're expected to sort of remember Tomalak and understand why Riker doesn't trust him. And I think even if we don't recognize the actress who played Minuet, once he says Minuet out loud, I think we're supposed to know what's up. Because he doesn't explain it for like five or six minutes.
1: Yeah, when he explains it to Tomaloc, which I have problems with too. (laughs) But yes. (laughs) When he explains it to the guy who he thinks is holding him captive. Bro, Uh don't tell him how he fucked up. He might do it again. He might be like, um, he might get a secret message from Minuet. Being like, we're coming to save you, and then he'd be like, "Oh, this guy's fucking—he <laughs> never learns."
0: Exactly right. But instead, <laughs> don't he's, give him—don't give him any help.
1: Yeah, then he tells Tomalak, "She was a computer-generated woman that I fucked."
0: Uh, obviously, we don't know exactly what's happening. So even when we don't believe he's in the future, we kind of do go for the first fake out—that this is a Romulan ploy that Tomalak's running here near the neutral zone. Yes. So the second twist kind of works. Yep. Uh, also, I thought it was a nice touch that we don't cut back to the real Enterprise until after, after Rikers figured everything out. Like, they don't tell the audience that it's not real. Yeah. This is ultimately a pretty low-stakes episode, but I actually had a hard time thinking of things I would have liked to have seen done differently or better, if you're going to go with this story. So I gave it an 8.
1: Wow, okay. Uh, Ben gave it a 6. Again, this was his pick of the week. Um... Just to pull out a few things, um, he likes that uh, Riker holds the crew's lack of high performance against them, but those, that's something that isn't right because they do kind of—they are a bunch of slow idiots in this one. He's—he's <laughs> he's like, I'm the slow idiot. Um, he does say that the final look at the lonesome alien is a little hack. I mean, <laughs> Barrage for sure. I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but he is a classic great. He yes. is found in the back of the Alien Autopsy Bloopers set. They found that <laughs> costume. <laughs> um, but he gave it a six. Ben Ben uh, agreed that it was it was pretty well done. Uh, here's what I wrote. I enjoy this episode. If you asked me to defend it, I don't know what I'd come up with. The fantasy world has a real Chekhov's dumb computer problem, where he like the first thing that happens when they get onto the turbo lift is the computer sucks. Um
0: It is wild that they decided to lace that in there as if a minuet wouldn't be enough.
1: Yeah, the minuet would have been the giveaway for sure, but he needs something to yell at Geordie, I guess, not like
0: your eyes are different. Yep. Where's your good That's true. Where's your good visor? He does need something to shout at Geordie about.
1: <laughs> right. Uh Riker <sighs> Riker is so scared of being a dad. And seriously, why didn't this kid pick Jordy?
0: Um he should have. Of those three, he definitely should have picked Jordy,
1: because Worf obviously we know he doesn't care about being a dad. Probably a racist. Jordy's the only. That's right. Barash is probably a racist. Well, later on, I said my theory is that he just picked whoever fell down last in the gas. That was the manliest. No, it man. Could be. That's going to be the my, strongest man. It's my yeah. new dad. <laughs> uh, Riker's so shattered by minuet. Everything that happened, he still fantasizes about her years later. This kid's plans kind of suck, but he's a kid and he still fooled Riker for a while. So I don't know. I guess that's fine. The first time you watch it, you don't see the twists coming. And since it's an episode with two twists, that's important. Um, You mean, you know, it's not how Riker has been told it is, obviously.
0: You know, something's wrong. Yeah.
1: Something's not quite right, but you don't know exactly what's going on. Um... So I ended up giving it a six based on the fact that the twists work. But otherwise, there's a lot happening in this episode that I don't necessarily understand why it's in there or if it's good or bad.
0: Um, and uh, what about world building?
1: Uh, yeah, so let's see. Here's what I got. Uh, Onias Sector Security Survey, whatever exactly that entails. The Alpha Onias system, where there might be a secret Romulan base. There's rumors. Right. Um... You can beam two kilometers underground into a cavern. Um, If it's real, an Altarian virus wipes out your memory back to the day you caught it. This guy could have made that up, Riker wouldn't know any better. You know? That is true. If he had, if he had told him a real but, virus or a fake virus, Riker. Ain't gonna yeah, know.
0: this guy didn't have to look in a medical dictionary to find an actual virus that does memory shit. Yeah, he could have just said it was an alterian encephalitis and Riker go.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> As yeah. we said, Riker does not want to know the specifics,
0: not even remotely.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, this kid's computer or whatever is smart enough to make up this whole fantasy world filled with rich detail about what's happened to the Enterprise, but it's too slow at math to convince Riker. It ends up being yes. one of the problems. <laughs> yes.
0: It does That's very bad. It does
1: all of these amazing things, but then he's like, he asks for uh, show me a picture of my wife, and it just goes beep 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 boop 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 boop.
0: <laughs> yeah, and but then when he challenges data, it's like why can't a computer do those warp calculations that can't. fast? It can that shouldn't that doesn't need the memory scanners or anything. That's just import math.py.
1: It can read Riker's brain to figure out what he thinks a plausible future Picard might be like. But it uh, cannot do the math It
0: just it can't. can't do warp speeds And also by the way, Riker can't do warp speeds either yeah, he All know. it had to do was say a time That was smaller than the last time <laughs> That's Right? He doesn't know It's wild He's not going to go, wait a minute, that ratio doesn't make sense
1: This kid did not know he was going to get so many math questions You should have the computer be What is this, math class? <laughs> um You're a nerd. (laughs) Why do you like numbers so much? I bet you can't get laid. Um, Starfleet thinks the Romulans don't know the location of Outpost 23. That's clear from Riker's head. I don't know what any of that means. This is the first time we've heard about Outpost 23, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Parisi's squares is still described as hella too rough for a nice boy like Barash. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, Barash's magic bedroom... Someone invaded his world and killed his mom and shit. And his people are classic greys. For me, it was a two. I could see a three.
0: Ben's a three. Uh, he, uh, like everyone, he's fascinated by the fact that Minuet is still so important to Riker. The, that's the woman. It, it wasn't Troy. It pulled Minuet.
1: The only reason it's not a total shock is because of how he acts at the end of that episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it is fully consistent. Um, yeah, we have security surveys of the sensitivity of Outpost 23. Enterprise is back operating in the Romulan neutral zone area. Yeah. Like, it's weird to think about where... This is supposedly a big ship of exploration. At During the end of the first season, it was fucking around the neutral zone a lot. Yep. Then it went off and did shit for two years. Now it's back at the Romulan neutral zone.
1: I mean, it was hanging out there around Galorndon Core and uh, Tam Elbram and... Um... All kinds of other shit. They were doing some neutral zone adjacent shit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's really doing that much exploring, and it seems like it's doing a lot of show on the fly. Yeah, it, huh? it keeps getting called in
1: to do yeah. business.
0: Uh, Parisi's squares has a ramp.
1: Yep, he fell off the ramp. heavy
0: heavy metals disrupt scanners. Whatever Barrage's deal is, I only gave it two. Yeah, characterization uh, though. Yeah. I think this is one of the better Riker episodes. Okay. I have a lot of sympathy for him when he's confused and overwhelmed, and I don't want to engage in my mind with the question, how much is that because he reminds me of my old dad?
1: <laughs> he looks so much like him when he's older. Yeah. Older Riker. Like, oh, no.
0: Yeah, it's bad, huh? Yeah. Uh, he gets to tell Picard to shut up. Yeah. Sure, the last thing he says eats shit, but obviously the <laughs> dumb writers thought that was endearing.
1: As in. Close your mouth and stop talking.
0: No, 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 no. Oh. as in you'll always be Jean-Luc to me. Yeah, I don't understand what's supposed to be happening there. That sucks, dick. Yeah. Um In in the real world, Troy sure does love pointing out that Riker isn't that good at trombone, huh? Yep. <laughs> she really that really fucking does it for her. Night that he ain't that good a trombone bird. player. Uh I gave it a five for characterization. Really only Rikers in this one. I think he's okay. I don't love what it says about Troy. And then, you know, yeah. my name is Barash. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, ben gave it a 5-2. He says deep down Riker must want kids. I don't know. He specifically says in the episode he didn't know if he'd ever want them because of how bad yeah. his daddy was. Yeah. Um. Because, again, this isn't... That part's not his fantasy. That part is the part where Barash has to make him want to have a kid because he exactly. needs a dad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's Barash who wants a dad. It's not Riker who wants a kid. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's see what I got. Um, Riker still sucks at boning, tromboning. <laughs> R- Riker thinks his good friend Beverly will snap out of it if she hears his whole name and rank. Yeah. Uh, he is suspicious the whole time. He gives a lot of stares at people throughout the episode. Um, like their Groppler Zorn. He gives a lot of the Zorn look. Um. In the beginning, you can't
0: see me nodding, but I am nodding.
1: He at one point he's standing behind Tomalak just giving him the Zorn look for like 35 seconds. Uh, Dr. Crusher was so excited about birthday cake in that first scene. Is that because Wesley doesn't care about those anymore?
0: Oh, probably,
1: yeah. She's like, Oh, it's so much fun to have a birthday party. Uh, <sighs> Data can't even finish his sentence before Worf goes, Romulans. <laughs> relax dude all you heard was life signs
0: listen we get it they were just trying to, to mess with the Klingon Empire a minute ago <laughs> yeah. like last week But tr- please It'd be cool no one here likes them
1: yeah you, you don't have to jump to conclusions we'll figure this out in a second uh, this Troy is fake but I believe real Troy would also not do the decent thing and tell Riker about his child <laughs> waiting for him in his quarters doesn't that seem like a Troy strategy I feel yeah, like- that felt
0: very realistic, and I assume that's because Riker knows her pretty well, <laughs> yes. and so the memory scanner's got a pretty good read on Troy.
1: That part definitely came out of his head, and not barrage's
0: <laughs> Also, tells you a lot about what he thinks about Worf. Yes. Just hunched over that fucking ops station like a real monster.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. A five. A five sounds reasonable. I had it as a four. I, you know, you're right. Riker was basically the only one in it and he was fine. What about quick hitters? So many, so many. It's my largest section here. Um, That sheet cake was huge and it looked nasty and store-bought.
0: Yep. That came for sure came from Costco. That looked like that frosting is going to be hard and taste bad.
1: Oh man, you know that poor supporter chief is gonna catch so much hell for messing up the beam out until they figure out that kid's responsible later. She's gonna get in a lot of trouble for not beaming Riker out. Oh yeah, for sure. And she looked like she was really sweating it, too. She's like, it's my first day. I don't fucking really know what all the controls do. I figured this would be a pretty standard fucking beam out. O'Brien's uh, on fucking shore leave or something. Um... Again, I think Jean-Luc uh, Barash chose his new dad based on who fell down in the gas last. I hate Worf in that Ops chair. You remember uh, the Kiva Fajo episode?
0: Yes. Where Worf has to go sit at Ops?
1: And I yes. had a terrible, terrible visceral reaction to that, and this was the <laughs> same one. That's not where he sits.
0: Listen, they built those weird chairs to lean back and not be usable. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, for some reason, do Dorn was like, "I'm going to use it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to lean on this fucking console." I already said that stuff about Picard looking like Lenine. I'd like to think he was playing Lenine at the same time and just used the same hair and makeup. Um, Riker, what Riker really wanted to know when he asked Troy about his wife was, "Did we ever do a three-way?" <laughs> seemed like i feel like he was hoping she would know that that's what he was going for and that he didn't have to say it um every time the computer lagged and asked him to restate his request i just thought fucking siri still sucks ass in 2380 (laughs) or whatever doesn't understand any question i ask it. it just starts naming random chinese restaurants nearby
0: By the way, it also points out how close to frustration he must have been when the computer asked if he wanted to enter the holodeck (laughs) in Farpoint. I will. I would. I would.
1: (laughs) Well, he has the same reaction that I do to the computer. Every time the computer, every time like I load Netflix and it doesn't immediately pop up with all of my stuff, if like the little ring goes for like three seconds, I go, (laughs) fucking technology. Can't do anything right. What year is it? Um,. Frakes, again, spammed that Zorn look. Uh, He gave it to his son. He gave it to Troy and Crusher and obviously Worf Data and Picard too. Riker is what would have happened if our dad hadn't smoked drugs and therefore he had a reasonable haircut. (laughs) That's it, man. That's the whole game. Otherwise, he is our dad.
0: Yeah. Um, don't smoke drugs kids
1: you don't do it it's not right you become like our dad and not like Jonathan Frakes do you ever notice what big stars real estate agents have become have <laughs> do you believe in the power of a curse
0: that's a good question
1: <laughs> uh, that kid who played Barash um, really sucked at the walk and talk yeah. He was walking, staring at his tall dad's face the whole time. He'd either walk into shit or like strain his neck walking around like that.
0: Well, it was just a hologram that was looking up at him. Barash's real face was forward.
1: It's <laughs> a smart hologram. It's a really smart bedroom.
0: Yeah, it's a smart room.
1: Uh, that kid was like, oh, still having trouble with the computer, huh? I can find a picture of mother. Hey, while well, I'm looking for that, real quick question, just curious. Who are you horny for right now? Who you want to vote? Just real quick, who you want to give it to? Think about it for a second. Okay, found that just a, file.
0: Just an unrelated question. You like blondes or brunettes? <laughs> what or, are you a- thinking auburn hair? <laughs> what huh? you,
1: what's what really does it for you? No, it's not for right, any. That's reason. specific. Okay,
0: sultry. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, totally
1: found that file. No problem. No problem. Anyway, here's mom. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, again, Riker telling Tomalak exactly how he did that fuck up. Don't do that. This kid's plan B is way worse than his plan A. Nothing about the scenario makes any sense. The Romulans... No, and
0: also it's under a lot of pressure right away. <laughs>
1: yes, the Romulans captured a small child?
0: And then yeah, they put Riker... And Ryker, they've just
1: been keeping him around. And then they put Riker in the same cell as him? Why? It's <laughs> a very good question. If I was Riker, I would assume
0: that he was a rat.
1: Yeah, if I was Riker, I would have been that kid's of a suspicious
0: rat. of this little piece of shit.
1: Uh... Please don't let Frakes do his own stunts anymore. I know the stuntmen don't look like him and that's bad, but he's so bad at anything physical.
0: And in this episode, that was... A
1: slow wind up to a, on a, one of them palm strikes mm-hmm. on uh, to, either Tom Tom Lock Long. or the guard. I don't remember who which one he yeah. attacked. And then there's a kick where he almost falls over <laughs> when he delivers the kick. <laughs> and they, I
0: guess, decided that was good enough. He's got a bad back. That's why he can't sit down normal. Don't make him do stunts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd rather have the guys who look nothing like him doing the stunts. I think uh, that security guard who chases them when they go into the vent is uh, Jeron. I think I had his Star Trek card.
0: I do remember him, yes. He ain't even real,
1: though. Yeah. But he got a Star Trek card. That's how bad they needed Romulan crew for that game to work. Uh,
0: Yeah, that's it for me. Oh, ben didn't have any um, Hey the extra In the cold open mm. Who reports that the ship is being scanned That guy's an all time top 10 worst actor candidate <laughs> This is just so
1: bad He was particularly unimpressive And then he just walks away <laughs> He walks away from the station Yep like, he's done
0: Did, he, did my he said job. his words I'm done yeah. I'm out of here Picard and Riker are both the type of guy who think they can outshout communications interference. Yes. When they're down on the planet and they're just a little bit fuzzy on the comm line, they both start screaming at their communicators.
1: And nobody... Like maybe if
0: it was louder, that would improve the atmospheric conditions somehow.
1: Because they're each the highest-ranking guy in their little
0: team there. No, no one no looks around and dick. goes, yeah. Hey, that's not going to help. Think, I don't think talking louder is helping. I don't think it's going to help us. First appearance of Alyssa Ogawa. Oh,
1: okay. Oh. First appearance of her is future her?
0: Is in the future, where she's maybe not real, and also, she has not been aged to look like she's 16 years older.
1: Yeah, they must have thought she was not. Because why would they? Yeah, that she must have not been on the ship before then.
0: Right. Uh. Data, I haven't remembered a day in 16 years. (laughs) What? Is that the right tense to use? (laughs) Haven't remembered? What? Don't remember? Don't remember a day of the last 16 years? From... Fuck it
1: <laughs> And the Data just goes Back at him Because he can't think
0: <laughs> Right In universe Yeah Why does Wrecker pick Transporter room 6 To beam the guests over
1: Oh uh, he's big dogging him.
0: Is he- there like a roster Do they rotate Transporter pads For maintenance reasons to, ki- to keep the miles Even on them He's
1: big dogging him. He knows transporter room 6 Is like 30 decks away From where they need to be Yeah
0: He didn't know anything about it But by the way When he arrives there He does refer to Whoever's operating The transporter as chief he felt that so. was safe. Maybe just because she's the transporter chief. Mm-hmm. Is Troy trying to give Riker a subtle hint about the pronunciation of Tomaluk's name when she says Tomaluk? Or is it the usual Kimpek scenario? <laughs> I mean,
1: in real life, it feels like it has to be a Kimpek scenario. Yeah.
0: yeah. Endar, watching this episode at home, seeing Crusher give her speech about how a lot of boys break their arms from horseplay. Uh-huh. It's going to be pissed at her racist ass.
1: He's going to go, I said that. That's what I said. This shrew
0: wanted to take my
1: kid. And then she just says the same thing I said.
0: How fucked is it that both Riker and Jean-Luc Jr. Mm. Refer to her as Riker Mrs. William T. In their searches. Yeah. I know we're keeping her name secret. From the audience.
1: Right. That's kind of...
0: But they didn't it really makes... Yeah, it really makes it seem like she's an accessory to him.
1: Welcome to 1991 or whatever.
0: And fine for the kid, because this is all BS and he just heard Riker do it. But Riker is still Riker, and this is the first way he thinks to look her up. He
1: should be, have been like, hey, what's her name, <laughs> though?
0: Like, this computer understands normal conversational English. He could have said... Uh, can you show me, can you tell me about my wife, please?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: When we're watching that video with her, who zoomed in on Minuet? <laughs> who was filming that and zoomed way in on Minuet right the there? Because the other two are in the picture. The
1: magic bedroom New Wrecker wanted to get a closer look. It fucking, yeah. uh, it fucking sold Barash out. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it went, oh, he wants to look at it. I'll let him look at it, I guess. Oh, uh, by the uh, way, by the way, in that in all those videos, the kid is the same age he is now. So I guess those uh-huh. were taken ten days ago. Wait, when did the uh-huh. when did yeah, the wife well, die? No, she
0: died. She died a couple years ago. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of reasons why the videos are bad and wrong. Yeah. Uh it's weird how this computer is slow at like making up new facts <laughs> or doing math, but it has no problem simulating the desperate confusion and anger of the people Riker is screaming at. Yes. <laughs>
1: It has no problem simulating Jordy's frustration at his boss being on his back.
0: Right, yeah. I get if the computer's slow to gin up a whole home movie of his previously unseen wife, mm-hmm. but calculating travel times at warp nine ought to be as fast as Data can do it. Yep. Um, You gotta hand it to Riker. He is totally unashamed of the whole minuet fiasco. He's just like... Bad move, Tomalak! You idiot! You <laughs> child! That's just some porn I think about constantly.
1: It's true. He does say it like he thinks Tomalak is so dumb. <laughs> and not, you're right. He's not ashamed of that fact at all. I think uh, it, not,
0: not at all. I think
1: it is like what TP said in Voyager. This is just a thing that happens now. Yeah. Now people just fall in love with holograms. What are you going to do?
0: Uh, this little turd, Ethan, only had to keep it together long enough for Riker's paranoia to wear off. Yeah. Like, if he'd waited another 18 hours, Riker probably would have said Ambassador Tomahawk six times by accident. <laughs> That's right. And then the kid could have just said, You called him Ambassador Tomalock earlier. Like, is that not, is he not an ambassador? Not
1: even once. Like, you said it like a million times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you said it over and over again. You said
1: something about Admiral Picard and you said something about Troy's hair. I don't even know what you were talking about.
0: I don't know who that is. So, I don't know who any of these people are. So,
1: maybe something wrong with you.
0: And then finally, I am missing the scene where Riker pawns this little creep off on, like, Wesley Crusher or something. (laughs) Show him banana splits. And then Wesley says a throwaway line about Starbase 12 to explain why we never see Barash again. Man, I... Because Riker's like, come with me. Yeah. You'll never be alone. You'll never be alone again.
1: I mean, I don't, I assume. I mean,
0: I'm not going to be around, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Somebody. Does
1: he go back to Earth to stay with Worf's parents? I mean, what happens Uh, here?
0: I mean, probably right. Like, uh, it seems like you can just adopt someone by saying "I adopt you." Yes,
1: so I have declared it.
0: I gave best actor to Tomaloc realizing something must have been screwy about Minuet. I know that's still a hologram, but like,
1: it's still a He stops
0: himself mid sentence and says, "But that can't have been enough." <laughs> he said, about the slow computer time.
1: I always I don't understand why the Shakespearean actors want to do so much sci-fi. I feel bad for them.
0: Uh, If you read this shit, uh, Katsula said that uh, he liked playing Tomalok on the Romulan bridge where he was huge on a view screen and he felt really uncomfortable being Tomalok physically.
1: Ah, walking around. In this one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Although he's tall, so that's nice.
1: He just likes having his head blown up while he says, no, I expect you won't. Yeah.
0: Uh, Worst actor, of course, the bad yellow shirt from the teaser. (laughs) Yeah. And we did the damn thing,
1: and again we took two and a half hours. So what are you gonna we do? We did, yeah.
0: <clears throat> nah, nothing you could do about it. Yep. Last place this week, fourth place. Enterprise the augments nineteen points.
1: That's mm, not so not bad good. for last place, though. I mean,
0: again we've had th- we had three last week. So yeah. what are you gonna do?
1: There was an eleven the week before that. Like it's not so bad.
0: Yeah. I uh, in third place, close third place, twenty seven points. Voyager, message in a bottle, characterization really hurt them.
1: It was my second place episode.
0: Yeah. And in second place with 28 points, Deep Space Nine Home Front. Yeah,
1: hopefully part two is better, but I'm not sure it will be.
0: Fourteens across the board. Not that good from us. Um, and then the winner this week, 33rd win, TNG, Future Imperfect. 37 points, so obviously 10 points less than Reunion, but uh, still enough to take the week.
1: Yeah. Um... God, yeah, 33 fucking wins for these fuckers. Yeah.
0: It's not quite half, but they could get to half.
1: I mean, I don't know what their competition is. If
0: DS9 keeps slipping, they could get to half.
1: If we got Paradise Lost, uh, I don't know what Crossfire is, but I hope they're in last place for Paradise Lost so you can play Crossfire.
0: Oh, me too. That'd be good. Um, but I would play that heavy metal version that that YouTuber did because that was pretty solid.
1: I also see Sons of Moog at some point, so we're gonna get some Kern. Oh no, if I see a Ferengi one, I oh, yeah, I don't know.
0: That's hard, right? I don't know. The rules of engagement is also coming up. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or not. And then uh, Shattered Mirror, so you know what oh, I'm gonna think about that.
1: Fucking God.
0: Yeah, the rest of season four, Deep Space Nine looks a little rocky, huh?
1: Yeah, it could be an up and down season for them,
0: but. For week eighty-two, yeah. if you're playing along, you need to watch Final Mission Drisky. We should drink Drisky while we Drisky while we while we do the episode. I think uh, Paradise Lost.
1: Yep, we know what that is.
0: Hunters.
1: That definitely sounds herogyny.
0: Yeah, well, I guess if you know their deal and not just that the guy uh, has a mask, looks like get the, off the, my um, fucking phone. He looks like the new and improved Crichton that's going to come kill <laughs> our Crichton yes. from Red Dwarf. God,
1: that is what he looks like.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. He looks like Crichton 10 or whatever <sighs> the fuck. Uh,
1: come on, Star Trek. Stop being a worse version of Red Dwarf.
0: <laughs> Leave Red Dwarf alone. Jesus. And um, whatever the hell The Forge is, I think it's the start of a, a three-parter about Vulcans. Oh,
1: man. I know that one and I hate it. Ah.
0: The Kirshara trilogy.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Boy. Hey, I don't recommend it.
0: Well, that's what we're watching for next time. But (laughs) next week, unfortunately, next week is not a Star Trek week. I guess it's a Star Wars week, despite, again, no feedback.
1: No. Well, we got something from Ben. We'll talk about it in a mailbag where he says, please keep doing the project. But he's not specific enough that (laughs) we know he's talking about Star Wars and he doesn't give any reasoning. So,
0: yeah, well, I guess we're going to because fuck it. What's the alternative? We just put it off for a mailbag
1: yeah now we can go ahead and do it it's uh again it's episode five it should be one of the, the better ones we get to do so
0: that's right we know it's bari's favorite or i know shannon told me that so we'll be watching the empire strikes back good i'll know to be, and talking about it in this slot next week i'll know to be extra critical now i'm really gonna <laughs> nail it
1: uh yeah i mean um for everybody who actually listens to the show i guess we'll probably see you at game night or something so yeah
0: I just need to schedule this week's game night but we'll see you there you know where to find us um,
1: <laughs> yeah send us more mail at BrotherDate I mean at BrotherDate on to the Twitter machine brothers at BrotherDate.com for email BrotherDate.com is the website iTunes search for us I it's been a while I don't know where we'll pop up but we'll be on there somewhere and uh, yeah we'll be back with Star Wars next week thanks everybody dear Mark I see your address has changed. Will you send me a picture of my dog? I want proof of life. I
0: just want to. I just want to see her face. <laughs>